Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Been Drinking, Been Watching. My name is Matthew Belts, and as always, today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew Hogan and the tech wizard, Alex Ace Caimano. This week's episode, I am very, very excited to discuss, and I'm excited that all of you are listening. Uh, it is 2007's Oscar-nominated flick, Sweeney Todd. Uh, for anybody who hasn't seen this film, Sweeney Todd is actually a film adaptation of a hit Broadway musical by Stephen Sondheim. Same name. Uh, little plot synopsis, uh, again, for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, it's after you know many hard years in exile for a crime that he did not commit, uh, Benjamin Barker comes back to London and now dons the name Sweeney Todd. Uh, and when he, when he, when he gets to London, he finds that his wife, uh, is dead and that his daughter who was taken from him is now in the hands of the man who sent him to prison, uh, the evil judge Turpin. So then, uh, more or less in his anger, Sweeney Todd, then he, he goes on a murderous rampage all across London, uh, with the help of this psychotic, uh, baker, Mrs. Lovett. Um, so that's more or less the plan. Uh, it's, it's, it's a musical and, uh, just a few quick facts about the movie. Uh, it was directed by Tim Burton. It stars, uh, it's pretty, what I think is a pretty incredible cast, uh, Johnny Depp who plays Sweeney Todd. And then we have, uh, you know, a bunch of Tim Burton favorites, Helena Bonham Carter, Alan Rickman, Timothy Spall, the newcomer, uh, Jamie Campbell Bower. And, uh, believe it or not, this movie was Oscar nominated and it was a blockbuster hit and, yeah, so that's this week's episode. Uh, we had a good time making it, and obviously we hope you enjoy listening. Uh, and lastly, today's episode is unofficially sponsored by Gordon's London Dry Gin. We figured, uh, you know, in the spirit of old English uh, movies, why not? So with that said, and in the spirit of good old blood, revenge, and music, here we go. You've been drinking, been watching. You can sit on your own dick for this one. I will answer it, but I need to know the parameters here. This is going to be more me and Andrew quoting than it is going to be any serious discussion. <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, maybe. You see, sir, may I request my lord permission, my lord, to speak. And lend me a more seductive tone A sprinkling, perhaps, of French cologne But first, sir, I think A shave All right, ladies and gentlemen We are live live and ready (laughs) to go Okay, cool all right, so uh, let's get this going. General discussion. What do you guys think? We're what, here with some guns. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get. We gotta get some guns and some guys. We gotta, you know, go have Mikey stay by the phone. Um, Ace, you want to lead us off? No, I um, want you guys to go first. No, I want to hear your opinion first. No, I guess no. This is fair because Ace, I feel like, do you have a controversial opinion? I have a feeling it's going to be controversial. <laughs> I'll start. <laughs> I love Sweeney Todd. I love the musical. I love it. The Broadway rendition and I love the movie rendition. I thought, uh, well, let's, let's preface it with weak year for movies. 
Oh seven week year for movies. Week year for movies. You know, Christmas time. This movie. This movie came out at a real opportune time. It came out right in the end of fall, early winter segment. You know, it, it knew what it was doing. It, yeah, they they put this out in Oscar season. They tend to do that with musicals. You know, even if they're shitty, yeah. like Cats this past year that came out on Christmas. You know what I mean? Like they just they know what we know what audience they're trying to hit with musicals. They have a very Christmassy vibe. And Tim Burton. And Tim Burton. Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. <clears throat> yeah. Tim Burton screams Christmas time. Yeah. I mean, I wonder. Yeah, he does. I guess when you say that, he does. I the mean, movie executed really well. Uh, I, <clears throat> I agree. Yeah. Like I just, I think they did. A, I think they they marketed it well. I think they did a good job with it. Uh, some people uh, kind of took it as a horror movie. Okay, so that's <clears throat> what I wanted to come up. That's what I wanted to come off the bat with. I'm gonna second what Andrew has to say. I love this movie. It is just like a. It, it hits a sweet spot for me. Uh, I was a huge fan of the musical, and then when we, you know, we, me and Andrew have been watching the musical since like five years before uh, the movie. Was we had even the George announced. Hearn, Angela Lansbury VHS. Yeah, and we used to like just <clears throat> sing that all the time. That was one of the. That, oh man, that was great. So anyway, I we have a history. I love this movie. So when I found out that you know Tim Burton was doing it, I love Tim Burton. One of my top five favorite movies ever is Edward Scissorhands. So like you know, I thought he was the right guy to do this. Um, Plus, like him and Depp. Him and Deb, you know, it's like and Bonham Carter, believe it or not. Uh, here's the thing, though. Here's what I would say: certain aspects of it, I've questioned this time around. I, I don't know if I don't know if the production held up as well as I thought it did, but it's still entertaining as hell for me. And I want to. Oh, what you said about the uh, musical. I was so pissed because they clearly marketed it as a musical but then there was a whole bunch of backlash when it came out like people going to see it like i had no idea anybody want to comment on that no nothing i i do want to comment on that a little bit because like i saw it with people who were like why are they singing (laughs) yeah what the fuck do you mean why are they singing i was like it's it's a what do you expect it's sweeney todd they were like i thought this was a horror movie I was yeah, like, uh, that, that was one of the things I noted was like, hey, man, if you don't know it's a musical, like, you know, it's a musical in like five minutes. So, like, there's your signal to get out. I saw it should. with some people who, like, don't fuck with musicals, too. See, I don't understand those people. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I, I, understand you, the, I understand the people, but like <laughs> we were watching it. And but here's the thing, though. At the end of the movie. All of them were like, no, nah, that was worth watching. You know, like, it, was, it was a good movie. They enjoyed it. Now I want Ace to come in. What is your what are you thinking here? When this came out in 2007, I was so the fuck about it. I loved the idea. I like I liked Johnny Depp a lot. I was in like a Johnny Depp mode. I had just seen Fear and Loathing. Mm-hmm. Pirates was one of my favorite Disney movies. Uh Edward Scissorhands is one of my favorite movies coming out. I thought Tim Burton was the shit. Uh and <clears throat> I watched it so many times. Back in the day, I watched it like once a week, if not two, three times a week for a month straight. I have friends that can attest to that. We would be hanging out and we're like, yeah, fucking put Sweeney Todd on again. I loved it. I listened to the music. I saw like uh, a couple of YouTube um, videos of the live production. Mm-hmm. And I just, I always wanted to see it live. I thought it was awesome. Watching it this time around, I feel the embarrassment that somebody would feel when they think about think back about that time they said that stupid thing to the girl in high school. What? Are you kidding me? I was watching this like, oh, oh, oh. there are so many cringy moments in this. 
when it comes to just musicals in general, which I do not like. I do not like musicals uh, for my own reasons, and they're probably not good reasons, but I don't like musicals. I just think they're too grandiose. I think that they're too, like, I don't like the idea of working dialogue into a song. I think that it's, it's just not my thing. And not saying that it's bad. I mean, of course, there are some amazing musicals out there. But one of the things that bothered me the most, and I didn't really even notice until this time, is that the two main fucking actors and characters in this movie were not picked for their ability to carry a tune. They were the worst singers in this fucking movie, and they had the leads. What? You, for all of the other... What? for all The worst get voices! Out. What do you mean, get the fuck? No. 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 They are bad singers, especially for how these songs were written. I think that Helena and Johnny were terrible fucking choices to have to be the lead in a musical. I'm... Oh, my God. I'm and rich then, shit right and now. And then they pick... And then they pick for uh, Joanna and Anthony, and even Sasha Baron Cohen did a better <clears throat> job singing than those two. Sure. They did not pick them for their ability to sing and lead a musical. They picked them for the Hot Topic and Newberry comic marketing that they <laughs> knew they would get. It was a jerk-off fest for everybody Apparently, who I was back in high school. Yeah, you were in that like, market. I was that fucking jackass. And well, it just reminded me of how much of a jackass I was back then. And I was taken out of it so hard with some of the way that they filmed the musical pieces. Mm-hmm. Like when, uh, when Johnny Depp gets the judge and he gets away and he has like this... The, the anger song. Oh, uh, you goes mean around. Well, no. Is that, is that the name That's of the song? That's the name of the song. Tiffany. Oh, yeah. Tiffany. Yeah, Called by its right name. The, the, <laughs> way, the way that they filmed that was just comical. Like he t- sidesteps into the fucking street and he's just whipping around the razor. I'm laughing my fucking ass off this I'll time. Give you like, that. oh my God, what I'll are give you, you doing? And those are kind of the things that I noticed this go around. Well, I was a, like a little corny, but, but a I will, little corny. But I want to address directly your comment about Johnny and Helena because I on, will before, not let that before, stand. Before I before you, you know, choke me to death. I'm not gonna me, choke you. Let me let me finish my thoughts here because I really do like the music in this. I think that the songs and the composition of the music as a musical piece, as a story device, I think that the songs are awesome and they're very catchy and I didn't hate them, but there are some, whenever they talk about shaving, whenever they sing, Oh shave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about a shave? Yeah. I'm taken out of it completely. I am taken out of it from the comical aspect of shaving. <laughs> okay, so this is what I'm really excited to get into. Uh I want to address Johnny Depp and Helena as singers. The way that the movie is translated versus the uh so they essentially, they stripped down the play to make this movie. So with the play, I mean, you have a much more developed storyline from Judge Turpin. You have a much more developed storyline from Anthony and Joanna. So they, in the movie, they don't carry nearly as much weight. They don't have the chance to express themselves as actors through dialogue, through uh, interactions on, like their their camera time has to be under like 10 minutes. The side characters. The side yeah. characters in total. I mean, okay. Johnny Depp and Helena carry that movie. So, yeah. what, so what I would argue, when you're going to a Tim Burton movie, I mean, he's got a formula. And that formula, which you even just described, got your butt in the seat. And what I'm arguing is that I can ignore their singing 
because I don't think it's as bad as you put it out there to be. I think Giant Depp has more of a rock and roll voice, and Helena, she obviously did. She anyway. Neither, neither of these roles required a rock and roll voice. However, what I'm arguing is that they were good actors who could carry the movie, and I think that that was more important than their singing ability. Ironically enough, though, it's a musical. That's the fucking point. It's like you picked them just because they fit the role of essentially the Jack and Sally of this fucking movie. But that's like every Tim Burton movie. He I know, did the and same it's like thing God with Johnny damn it, Depp dude. and Christina Ritchie in Sleepy Hollow. He did the same thing with Ewan McGregor and whoever his opposite was in Big Fish. I mean, it's his thing. He's got a nice little packaged formula, but I would say this one allowed him to kind of, I would argue, ta- tackle some heavier material. Maybe. Thoughts? He did fucking Beetlejuice. What are you talking about, heavier material? Is that heavy? I wouldn't say Beetlejuice is heavy. It's pretty heavy. <laughs> Define heavy. Well, I mean, you're talking about death and the afterlife and, you know, hanging out. Through in, a comical lens. Uh, through a uh, dark comical lens. But not to talk about Beetlejuice, to get back on uh, We can talk about thought. Beetlejuice if you want. <laughs> I want to give a counterpoint to your point about um, Epiphany. Yeah. How you guys yeah. said how, like, it was... Phony and I mean it was a little bit, but, but it's a it's a vision. It's not, a hallucination. It's not, yeah, it's not yes. supposed to be an actual. That didn't actually happen. Of course, For it didn't sure. actually happen. It was just the way that it was filmed and the beats where the the uh, you know the dynamic points of that song happened. Like it, specifically, there's one point where he like sidesteps into the fucking street. Yeah. Yeah, and my Lucy, <laughs> and it does. And then the camera raises up and is looking down. It's so dramatic. It's yeah, it's overly dramatic. I see what you're saying, but I have to concede to Andrew. I mean, it is his vision. It's I his epiphany. It. That's Fucking, where he loses it. That's where his. It, that's he, where he loses. He it. commits to becoming a murderer. Yeah, in that well, scene. he'd already you know, murdered. I, he'd already killed. But that's what I mean. Like that's but that where was he, kind of out of necessity, <clears throat> right? Not and necessarily that's where he's wants. like, oh, okay, sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this for to get my rocks off. Like, yeah. so, so if they hadn't gone extreme with that, I don't think it would have applied. I don't think it would have worked. It was meant to be a big, yeah, dramatic, like meant to be, musical number. That's the, that's the turning point. And that's the thing about musicals that I don't like is sure. like how fucking dramatic they can be. And I'm also so fucking over Tim Burton and his formula and his style. Oh. And like, <laughs> I, I see Tim Burton and I just see the, in, like, the opening of Hot Topic and the miserable motherfucker behind the counter. Dude, I don't know, man. Those are some good memories. Oh. Got some of my first belt oh. buckles at Hot Topic. I Those bet are, you did with yeah. the studs. Yeah, no, no studs. I was actually looking for the hardogram ones. They oh, had them for yeah. a hot minute. <laughs> yeah, that was a... That was um, but the music. Point in my life. But the music was great. I thought the music that the music is com- awesome. I mean, what did they do differently in here other than, you know, re, you know, re-record and rescore. I mean, Very important what they did. They stripped it of its chorus. So for example, of its courts? A chorus. 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 So uh, in, in the, in the musical, uh, it's like an hour longer than the movie because they have chorus sections that pretty much set up the tales and bridge all the and bridge all the gaps. Uh, so, like for example, and uh, the, the it, whole ballad of Sweeney Todd is and, gone. Yeah, the battle of Sweeney Todd is gone. But like true. also numbers like God That's Good and Pirelli's Miracle Elixir. That's a full cast ensemble. So it's like uh, nice to see you, dearie. How have you been keeping? Oh, me bones is weary. And then you got the whole chorus banging their beer, going God That's Good. And it becomes like this big intense number, and that whole thing was like redeveloped. So in the musical, God, that's good. That's when Sweeney Todd is 
uh, getting the chair delivered. He doesn't build it like he does in the movie. He gets it delivered, and that's oh, like the opening of Act Two. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I actually like the way they do it in the movie more. I do too because I think the movie is supposed to be about the intimacy of Johnny uh, of Sweeney Todd's struggle. It's Benjamin Barker's story about this madness that he's going through from losing his wife. Uh, in a film version, I think when it's stripped down, it's so much better. However, I can't help but like some of, one of the songs that they cut from uh, the movie, which is my favorite in the musical. Uh, remember when they're at Fogg's uh, Asylum for the crazy girls and they get the hair? Yeah. In the musical. Uh, they have a gigantic number where the inmates escape and they've got this song as they're running through the streets and they're looking, uh, Sweeney Todd and Mrs. Lovett are looking for Toby and the, the, the crazy loons are on the street going city on fire, rats in the streets and the universe yelling at the moon, it's the end of the world, yes! It's fucking crazy, man. So like certain aspects like that, I mean, it's just fan service if they had put that in because I think that the story was streamlined enough and it, it's pretty good. But like, I, I, I enjoy those aspects of the movie and I think that that's, I don't know, musically pretty cool. That is cool. I mean, like I say, the music was good. I don't think that the choices for leading the musical was good, even though I know why he did it. Yep. I just, like I said, I felt embarrassed. Well, I don't know. Quite can frankly. you really can you really hate it, though? Because Sondheim, the writer of the play and all the music, he approved of Johnny. He approved of Helena. Personally. Fine. Fine. I mean. But I, you just don't like it. You just, just don't, don't like it. it. I just don't fucking like it. I didn't like it at all. I thought it was, uh, again, and, you know, and I was really psyched going in. Because I remember loving it. I remember really liking this movie. And I was like, oh, cool. It's been a while since I saw it. And then I watched it with Dan and Sarah. And me and Sarah even looked at each other like, oh, good fucking Lord. Oh, no. And like, I still, like, I still know these songs. I still know these songs. I still hum these songs. I've been humming the song all day. Mm-hmm. I've been humming uh, Pretty Women all day. Mm. I'm disappointed. Silhouetting. I'm disappointed. All right, well, well let's talk about something it. you did like. Uh, I love, quite honestly, I want to grow my hair long again, and I just want to don the Johnny Depp look in this movie. I love that whole look. I thought the production design and the costume design was so cool. The frosted white tips. <laughs> the frosted white tips and, like, the the hair and the, the scarf, uh, like, the vest, <clears throat> just, like, his whole, like, kind of grungy, like, Victorian gothic. look. Yeah, gothic. It was great. I love Tim Burton's style. I don't know if I have said this or if I can say it enough but cheers to tim burton i love how singular his vision is even though it borders on cartoonish yeah you can keep it (laughs) i did want to talk a little bit about the cartoonish aspect of this movie because like when we first saw this obviously we were a lot younger so we didn't pay as much attention to that sure but just like i thought that i was gonna have a problem with the cartoonish blood Mm -hmm. but then i kind of took a step back the second time i watched this this week and i was like I don't think it could have worked any other way. Not really, because if they had gone any darker with the blood, it would have bled into, uh, you know, all of the background scenery, which is already so dark. And I just think Tim Burton's style, I just think this stays true. Yeah, absolutely. And the way, I mean, even <clears throat> if you look at the uh, the visual journey of the blood, when we, the, the first killing is Sasha Baron Cohen, and it's a dark color but then when we get to the basement when uh he is about to kill mrs lovett you notice that is just it it's an effect they they lighten it up they orange they make it very orange and against his pale skin with the fire i was gonna say it was the fire that did that it just brings the madness full circle like he has become something else and i love that i love that i like the cartoon blood i do too yeah i think it works and i didn't i didn't used to yeah 
And how cool was it? Like it, going back, I forgot how powerful it is. Benjamin Park, and then he stabs him like five times in the neck. Oh, the that. final ten minutes of this movie are incredible. So good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, incredible. Strong words. Okay, uh, and I mean them. And yeah, <clears throat> I, I, I second that. I, I second that. Incredible, dude. It's so. Oh man, it's fun. This movie's fun. The, the final 10 minutes of the movie are almost their own movie. Yeah. There's a lot being unveiled in the final 10 minutes of this movie. Yeah. Actually, that's interesting. Uh, wh- I, I, what, I, what I'm wondering is, like, when you see the play, like, the whole plot is being described through the music. Is that something that translates here? Like, I get it. I you, definitely get it. It's definitely straightforward. Like, in, you can follow what they're saying. Yeah, you get the sure. context. For sure. I, that's I another thing so. about musicals that I personally don't like. When I see a musical... I'm so worried that I'm going to miss the plot in what in they're the saying that like it almost takes away the fun. I think a little priest is the most important song in the, in this. It's the most important song. And Andrew, I would argue it was the worst done. I, I will really? address this. I'm going to address this and let me, let me say why. When we saw it uh, originally, loved it, thought it was great. Under- we understood the context. Like this is the crux where they both go crazy. Right. What I was missing this time around, they I I don't see them go crazy. I get the context of the song. They're clearly formulating, making meat pies, but like it's supposed to be maniacal. Like you see George Hearn and Angela Lansbury doing it, and it's I mean, it is theater, it's live, so it's over the top, and they have to be projecting to the back of the house and whatnot. Sure. But like uh this time around, I just I wish that Johnny and Helena got a little bit more room to play. Here's what I'm gonna counter that though. Okay. I almost think it works how calm, cool, and collected they were about it because the second we see Mrs. Lovett, we already know that she's off her fucking rocker. No shit. And, yeah. and Epiphany is when Johnny Depp goes crazy. All right, I'll which do is that. right before this, which is why it's like okay, they're completely content with this idea, and almost <laughs> almost like it's like they're like yeah, that, like, this is always gonna be like, yeah, that's what we're doing because like a it's cheap meat, yep, and we get to kill everybody. How fucking funny is that? This is the first time I've ever thought this, <clears> but why would she just brag to the first customer that she has the worst pies in London? I think she's just already that fucking <laughs> crazy. That I think she's she's already that crazy. And something else that I noticed about the fucking meat pies is it wasn't just the meat. Like the meat wasn't the fucking problem in your pie. It wasn't just <laughs> the, the moldy, shit. But the moldy it was crust. the moldy crust, the cockroaches the that cockroaches. you put in there, the fact that you don't know how to make fucking pies. Yeah. Like, and how all of a sudden, when you grind dead people that you're, you know, a strange, not even a strange lover, but this person that you have an obsession with. Want to be a lover. Right. <laughs> this person that you have an obsession with is now killing people, and all of a sudden that makes your fucking meat pies amazing? What she's the fuck? Hot. She's hot. She's hot. What do you mean she's hot? What do you mean she's hot? What do you mean she's hot? I don't think that I don't think that this is her hottest role. She doesn't look so great. Well, that I wasn't mean, the question. We were just saying whether or not she's hot. I love Helena Bonham Carter. I do, too. I, think I do, she's too. So beautiful. I think she's more hot in Fight Club than in this fucking movie. I hate her stupid hair in Fight Club. All right, get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> Fight Club is peak Helena Bonham Carter, but For this sure, is like man. mature Helena Bonham Carter. This is MILF Helena Bonham Carter. This is Carter. MILF Helena Bonham Carter, yeah. She's like strange girl in your poetry class, Helena Bonham Carter in fucking Fight Club. Like, I love those girls in yeah. my poetry class. But that's class. who she is. Like in this movie, yeah, she's sure. like, I've pushed out six kids and like, I'm still a babe. My poor Albert. 
Ate himself to death. <laughs> yeah. Love I, a man with a growing appetite. <laughs> I love Helena Bonham Carter. Me too. However, she's almost pathetic in this movie. She is quite pathetic, isn't she? I was what, just going to say, she's kind of fucking pathetic. Are you talking about the character or are you talking about her as I'm talking actor? about the character. character okay. Ms. Lovett. Yes, yeah, the character Mrs. is so pathetic. I mean... It's pretty uh, apparent because she has a failing store and, you know, uh, obviously her husband has died, so she's completely lonely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first, I guess, idea of something new and exciting in her life, she just runs with it and is like, yeah, whatever you need, I'll, I'll fucking do it. You can stay here. You know what and I wish was touched on? on mm. I wish it was touched on, like, and I know they kind of unveiled that she knew who Lucy was at the end. I wish that we had a little bit of backstory to how her and Lucy knew each other. I do, too. Because if she knows Lucy, it's fair to kind of assume that... Benjamin Barker would have known her too. You'd think they never touch on that. And I, it's a I was small town in London. That. That's I what I mean. Think... Like everything takes place on, in a quarter mile radius. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking like even Davy. Uh, like, even if I don't know them, I've seen the people that live three blocks over from me, you know? Well, yeah. it seems like, it seems like uh, Mrs. Lovett is a bit younger than uh, Sweeney Todd. Do you think? She looks I older. I think so. I got the impression she was older. I get the idea that she's a bit younger, maybe not by a lot, but I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe just a little Where bit Where does younger. her obsession with him come from, too? That's a great question because it's really not clear. His talent? His talent is His the talent thing for that what? Like, he's known for. Well, he's, he's a barber. barber. Yeah. Why does he's she one care? one of the most prestigious barbers. I get it, but why does she care about that? She's attracted, she's attracted, she's attracted, she's attracted to talent. <laughs> Well, also based on what she's a fucking loser. Yeah, but he's a barber. (laughs) Being a barber was pretty. And her husband was bald. He can huge. He can shave a face with ten times the dexterity of any mountebank barber. There's holes in the plot, and that's not the movie's fault. No, it's Sondheim. It's It's Sondheim. Is that not explained in the play? Like well, that's what things? I was just thinking. I don't think they really no. touch on it in the play either, unless there's a song or two that I'm no, missing. No, it's just the last three minutes that we oh i mean she says in poor thing that she knew who she was but then like but like not how no um and the only other like time that would be the end yeah ah fuck man i don't know it seems like uh call steven yeah stevie stevie buddy sandy talk to me brother um anyway. i want to say something i love sasha baron cohen but i fucking hate him in this movie oh man i hate his character and i really what? just hate the way he played it Ooh. Interesting. What, you were, right? did, were you about to? What just happened? Uh, no. I dropped my. Oh, you dropped your phone. Yeah. I thought Alex went to go hit you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you hate Sasha. No, I actually will say that I thought that they picked him for I don't know because he's fucking comedic and he looks absolutely ridiculous in that outfit. Oh, that outfit's so golden. <clears throat> but I, he I love sings it. and has a range way above Johnny Depp and. You gotta let it go. go. I'm you gotta not let letting it go. It the fuck go. <laughs> I am not letting it go. They sucked at singing. Yeah, fun fact. I found out uh, he uh, sang the entire uh, soundtrack to Fiddler on the Roof to get that part. He sang it for Sondheim. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Well, he could fucking sing. Look at that. Well, he can sing. Well, how do you fucking like that? Sasha Baron Cohen is a man of many talents. Let's I just think throw that out there. I Cheers to Sasha. Yeah, no, Cheers to Sasha. That. You're not going to. What are you doing? I'm not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'll do it for Borat. I'm not doing it in this fucking movie. Oh, well, he's a man of multi talents. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you. Cheers yeah, to Sasha. Yeah, yeah, Cheers sure, to Sasha. To that. Clink. But I just think this role, I think this role could have been so good if it was someone a little more intimidating. Intimidating? Sasha Baron Cohen's not intimidating at all. I don't think that. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Pirelli. I don't think Pirelli is an intimidating character. I don't think Pirelli is either. But I, think, I don't think he's supposed I think to be. David yeah. Connor 
who tries to David, who tries to blackmail him, should call, be more call me David. Call me David. You know what I mean? He's playing a character as Pirelli. You don't remember me, do you? I'll be taking five percent of your earnings from here. That's on what right. I mean. It should have been some fucking Mick. Like it should have been Mark. Some Wal- Mick. <laughs> it should have been Mark Wahlberg. Like, oh Jesus! How you doing, Sweeney? Hey, <laughs> guess what? I'm here to take all your shit from here on out. All right? I'm gonna I'm take five percent of your earnings now. All right? You see this? <laughs> You're going nowhere. Well, here's the thing. Okay, uh, you want to talk about plot? You hear holes. that? Fart? I, would, I just farted. I, would, that was I a just farted. You, you hear that, sweetie? In your own, in your barber shop. <laughs> so oh, here's good. here's the thing, though. Like, why why is it such a big deal? Like, I I've been content all these years watching this movie, being like, oh, it's a really cool plot device. It's a way to get Sweeney to commit his first murder. Uh, stomp out the competition. I always just saw it as that. When I was watching the movie uh, the other day, though, yesterday, when I was watching the movie <laughs> yesterday, um, I thought to myself, well, why is he so concerned if people find out that he's Benjamin Barker? Is it simply so that he can keep his anim- anim- uh, anonymity from the judge? I think he's just been banished. Well, I don't first of all, he, he never finished removed. his sentence. Oh, he escaped. Yeah. Oh, remember, he, that. remember he said he was in a raft in the ocean when Anthony yeah. found him? Yeah. Oh, that's true, huh? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess I never put that together that he actually is now and, uh, on the run. And what's the likelihood of getting the judge to say, yeah, come back to fucking give London. his faith in him? You gandered. That's at what I mean. Him. What's the likelihood of getting you him to gandered at my ward, dude? Alan Rickman. Let's just talk about Rickman real quick because I think he's perfect in this movie. I think he's I liked Alan Rickman. Absolutely I perfect. I liked Alan Rickman. Yeah, and he was good. Did and, not like Beetle Bamford, but I liked Alan Rickman. No, I. You have a problem with Timothy Spall too, don't you? But he's perfect for this role. He's so because he's such a huge little trode troll. He is. He literally is the bridge troll. Mm, obliged as always. To, yeah, <laughs> I fucking love Timothy Spall. Happy I think he's as great always to oblige my friends and neighbors. That's it. Yeah, it's a touch of ambergris. And the winner. Sauce. And he blows that stupid little rape whistle. And will, <laughs> and will Beetle and will Beetle Bamford be the judge? Well, I'm always to oblige my friends, friends and, and neighbors. neighbors. And you can be sure that I will come by your establishment before the week is up. Why hasn't so, he come? He's so ugly. Before he, the week is up. Hideous. Do you think he's the ugliest actor in Hollywood? No. Dude. Um, no, but he definitely is the physical human manifestation of a mole rat. Like yeah, he looks like those just are the roles like a he fucking takes. Yeah. Or he could have played like Penguin. Oh my God, he would have been a, he'd be a great Penguin. Chris Nolan reboot Damn. Penguin. Timothy Spall great yeah. Penguin. Actually, no, Christopher Nolan, stay down. Don't don't go back to Dark Knight. Yeah, you got you, this thing against perfect. Christopher Nolan. You perfected it. Uh, I got this. I got this weird thing against Christopher Nolan. We could get into later. Yeah, let's. I love him. I respect him, but like I, some of his oh, memento. Like, come on. Oh, brother, Snorefest. <laughs> And it's with Guy Pierce. I got something against Guy That's Pierce. That's the real problem. That's the real problem. What Guy movie. Pierce is in it? I'll say Memento is great the first time you watch it, and then just digresses every time you. Do. I fell asleep in Memento. It was so boring. Yeah. I hated the setting. I hated the cast. I mean, Cipher was okay. What's that guy's? name? You know what's funny? We're not doing Memento today. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing Fair We, we divulge. Right, back to uh, we divulge. Back to Todd. Um. Hey. So, since this is a musical, I figured we'd uh, chat a little bit. What's your favorite song in this, in Pretty this movie? Pretty Women. In the Pretty movie. Women. In the movie. Pretty Women. In the yeah. movie, Pretty Women. Pretty Women's pretty awesome. Dude, the harmonies are just killing me. And it's so cool to just see, like, this is, I was, I was noting this the other day. I was like, you were talking about staging some of these, you know, musical numbers and how it was a little corny. This, yeah. I really like this number because, you know, when we saw it for the first time, I remember how it is in the play. I had seen the play at least like three times at three different theaters. And I was like, oh, it's always interesting how they do it. But it's so odd to have a man sitting in a chair and singing. 
So I want to give a huge kudos. I think the way they filmed Pretty Women was really well done. It's two men coming together. You know, they're kind of off in their own world, but it's so together. And I don't know. I felt like the beats got hit. And Alan Rickman's such a good singer. Yo, who do you think was gay in this one? <laughs> I knew that question was coming up soon. <laughs> Sounds uh, like. J- Jamie, Jamie, uh, what, Johanna's guy. Anthony? Anthony. He, uh, I don't like him in this movie. I really don't like him in this movie. I'm not saying he's gay, but like, he's just, sing. He's just, mother, motherfucker can sing motherfucker for sure. Motherfucker can sing. Everybody can't else act. can sing except for. Can't act. Goes back to my point. Joanna can't act. You know what the problem with Anthony is? He's he doesn't little, know the parameters. He's a little bitch. He is he a little is bitch. A like, bitch. That's his problem. He like, is yeah. such like, a bitch. Like, have a little bitch. gusto. Yeah. He is such a little bitch. He yeah. really, really is. And, you know, he, um, well, I don't know. He kind of, <laughs> you changing kinda, your mind? Oh, I was, I was just like, thinking actually, about it. Actually, if you think about it, he's like a really romantic the biggest guy. cock in London. <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of balls up and like he holds the motherfucking uh, uh, asylum guy up and <laughs> straight he, up steals his fucking He lady. has the girls do it. <laughs> oh, <I'm>, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, he he shot him he, him up. he doesn't do shit. Well, I'd say that's more vicious to let the fucking girls go after him. Oh, man, come on. Well, he probably couldn't afford him, broke ass motherfucker. Oh man, uh, Ace! What's your favorite song? It's it's a uh, Pretty Woman. Are you, is, are we in agreement? No. What do you, what's yours? Mine actually is a Little Priest. Really? I'm really? the only one who thinks they do it really well because I think they do a good job of keeping it so tight knit, like how everything that you, everything that is described in that song can literally be seen on their street. Yeah, man, that's really interesting to bring that up huh, because you yeah, can't do right. that in the play. And they're like, they're over the top. Exactly. Distra- oh, okay. And that is kind of cool. You're changing my opinion. You're changing my opinion because, yeah, in the show, it has to be so over the top and like overwrought because you don't see what they're seeing. And I just think for anybody seeing this movie play, whatever you know, whatever rendition of it that they're seeing, if you're confused through the first hour and 15 minutes, I think A Little Priest is the most descriptive song with without saying all that much, you know, the way they describe each person and everything like that, it can all be summed up in, we're going to kill people and put them in the meat pies. I don't know if that's so clear. I really don't know if that's so clear. I mean, you just said that. I just feel like that in, I kind of agree with you there. That's definitely not clear that that's what they're doing until later within the movie when they start, uh, killing and making success in the pie. You think the shepherd's pie peppered with actual shepherd on top? I mean, like, like that's, how much more literal can you get when you're looking I mean. at a like, shepherd across the street? Um, I, I'm going to Royal Marine. It, all right. it tastes of wherever it's been. Looks sicker. Think, more like you got yeah, listen to the yeah. lyrics. Yeah. It, it actually, it actually yeah. is super descriptive. All right. All right. No, no, I'll give you Fine. that. I just still don't love little priest. So, but, but I want to ask you this because we do all have a favorite, but I would, I would be interested. Do you Green have Finch s- and Leonard bird least favorite. Which one is that? No, I love the that stupid song. one that Joanna sings. It's she's so good. Crocheting. Yeah. No, it, I think it's like needle stitch. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. Whatever she's yeah. doing. Were you, oh, were you going to ask me what my second favorite song was? I was. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. I really like mine um, is Joanna. The second one with jo- Johnny Depp with great. Johnny Depp when they're slicing the throats. Uh, I love that song. But it, so I mine would have been that until this time around watching it when I actually gave credence to how foreshadowing not while i'm around is oh, oh i like that okay like you yeah you know how this movie's gonna end if you even if you've never seen it before you basically That's, know how yeah. it's gonna end i will say an, another oh another yes awesome you're point. so another right awesome point. another awesome cheers to you man that was a good point toby 
can sing like a motherfucker. He has the best voice in the Can't in this, I think. act for shit. Yeah, but I, he's, a bro- he's, he's destined to be on Broadway. Yeah, that That's kid can- He's not. That kid can sing. And I thought that, like, I really love- How many acting credits do you have? <laughs> <laughs> he's not on Broadway. He's been in an Oscar-nominated film. <laughs> it was a At bad year for nine. 2007. It was a bad year. He it lucked was. out. What are you talking about? Fucking blood came out then. There will be blood came out we then. We already established it was so, a bad year for two. Oh, we're not going to we touch on the Oscars <laughs> right now. <laughs> it's so no country, you fuck. <laughs> we're not touching on we're the Oscars We're not right touching now. on the Oscars. Here's the thing. All right. Ed, what's his name? Ed um, Sanders. That's the kid's name. He plays Toby. He, I'm with you, Ace. He has the best voice in the movie. And I think that, I think for how old he was to be in a Tim Burton film up with this type of cast. For sure. That kid holds his own. Yeah. I, I'm not in agreement with you, Matthew. I think he's... You brought up a good point with uh, Not I While I'm Around. I think he's a great singer. I don't think he's a good actor. Fine. But I do Shut think up. a great song... Shut up. <laughs> a great song in this was uh, when you first meet Pirelli and when he does Pirelli's intro. Again, that was a big chorus number. Pirelli's Miracle Elixir. Yeah, I thought that was a great song and I really do love the call and response that... Johnny Depp and Helena keep it off your boots. Have. What is it? The piss. Uh, the piss. <laughs> smells, like piss. Right through. smells like this. This is piss. Piss with ink. All right. So I just want to clear this up. He hasn't been in anything since 2017. So 2007 was Sweeney Todd. 2011 was Hugo with Martin Scorsese. Hugo. And then Hugo Stiglitz. And then you're right. Uh, he's a really shitty actor to yeah, work he, with. Two of the most credited directors <laughs> in film history: <laughs> Martin Scorsese and Tim Burton. But they don't have an eye for talent. <laughs> all right. Well, hold on. In all sincerity. I, I wanted to ask you guys: Is Tim Burton an auteur? Speak English, fancy pants. Uh, oh, fuck. That's a different concept. We'll get into it another day. Like, uh, uh, never mind. Fuck you guys. You really don't know what an auteur is? No, like no, no. The, you know the auteur theory, right? No. Like the auteur theory is that the director is the sole visionary for their project. So when you see a Stanley Kubrick movie, it's a Kubrick film. There's a distinct style. There's a distinct pacing. You're expecting a distinct type of movie. Uh, with Scorsese, same thing. Yeah, you I know, think there is. I Fincher think, is an auteur. You know, Tarantino. You know a Tim Burton movie. You know a Tim Burton movie. You know, you, I would say he's an auteur. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I guess if, if that's the if those are the parameters we're setting up. If those guns. are the parameters, those Speaking are the parameters. <laughs> Speaking of parameters, no, we're not touching on that yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. All right. Yeah, I guess Tim Burton's in our tour. I uh, I just don't our tour with him. You don't our tour with him. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> nah, yeah, Tim Burton I can take a walk. Him. Tim Burton can take a walk. He left. He left me at Edward and uh, Beetlejuice. And that's where I thought Tim was at the top of it. Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. He said no, Matthew. I just, I just, I, and yeah. you know, um, it's hard for me to accept, Andrew. It's hard for me to accept because I love Tim Burton. Yeah, I mean, you I know what I don't like about Tim Burton? Alice in Wonderland. Which one? Both. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's plenty of things. Uh, yeah. What? Where? Um, where else are we here? Uh, I want to real quick. Least favorite song. Everybody hit me with your least, least favorite. favorite? Because mine's Green Finch and Lindenburn, and I'm not wavering on that. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, my least favorite song is Poor Thing by Helena when she's describing what happened to Joanna. Uh, not Joanna. Lucy. Uh, Lucy. Really? Hate that song. That's a that's an important song, though. Don't get me wrong. It's important, but in terms of like... Execution or... Uh, I just don't love the song. I, that's I, a big reveal. Okay, it can be a big reveal, but it doesn't mean I like the song. <laughs> Fine, you're wrong. You don't Fine. like, <laughs> you, 
You don't like Green Finch and Leonard Bird. That's a big reveal. Enlighten me. That's a huge reveal. That literally, in a movie where you don't get Joanna for more than five, ten minutes, you have to know everything about her character in one scene. She needs to tell you who she is in one scene. Green Finch and Leonard Bird, uh, Nightingale Blackbird, how is it you sing? She's relating her current struggle. Like she's telling the audience where she's at in life. That's a huge fucking reveal. We would have picked up on that without that song. Yeah. By Anthony walking by and being mugged like he was. He you asked me what my least favorite song was. <laughs> and I'm That's it. All right. Ace. Poor thing. I won't touch on it. Don't. <laughs> execution wise it was great I love the cinematography I think the editing was great um, I don't know Ace your turn yeah go ahead Joanna which the long one, one or the short one both alright next All right, there's no good <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're moving gonna, on <laughs> we're not gonna touch on that one. Oh, we're not <laughs> oh we're not um, no we don't have to I just fucking hate those songs they're so annoying mm. You don't have a touch of the romance in you, do you? You're a cold-hearted son of a See, bitch. I don't even care about the romance part. I love Johnny Depp's part in the, the longer one. Yeah. <laughs> I will. All right. I will give just a little bit, and it's not about the song, but I'll give a little bit about the way Joanna, the reprise, was filmed. Uh, all of Anthony, Jamie, Bauer, Campbell, whatever the fuck, it, Anthony, when he's just, he's all huddled up. Walking through He's the cemetery, walking through bitch. the cemetery, walking through the streets. Like, who are you singing to? At least Johnny Depp's in the process of doing something. Do something with your life, man. If you're going to go save that woman, just go get her. Yeah, he tries to. He tries to. Well, he needs Todd. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he really got nothing with, without Todd. So, beyond even the musical aspect, Ace, I want to ask you, do you like the story? Yeah, I love a good revenge flick. It's not a revenge flick. It's a oh. fucking revenge flick. It's a love story. It's a well, fucking revenge. Whose who's love story is it? Helen <laughs> Bonham Carter's. <laughs> it's it's her love story gone wrong. It's a, it's this is actually the madness. sequel to Fight Club. Helen <laughs> <laughs> Bonham Carter's in the insane asylum. She's hallucinating this whole time that she's it's in London. It's Tyler Durden's vision from the perspective of, of Marla, Marla Singer, while directed she's by in, Tim Burton, directed by Tim Burton, while she's in a mental scored institution. by Stephen Sondheim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Kind of, Kind of checks out. It kind of checks out. Right? I, think they, I think we need to call some people and let them know. Why hasn't this been talked about? <laughs> that's a great That's a great little uh, conspiracy theory. No, I'll give you. It's a revenge story, but it is also a love story. It's three different movies. It's. I mean, it's three different stories. It is. You know, like it's literally about three different things. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're right. I got to be honest, the most, the speaking of the musical though, one of the things that I'm happiest they took out, uh, in the musical, they really make a point to let you know that judge Turpin is a, uh, sadomasochist and there's this whole song. I forget what the title of it, but in, in all the versions I've seen, he's kneeling with his shirt off, whipping himself. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like, that's an aspect we miss in the movie, just how like sick he is. Well, he does also sentence a child to be hung. But that is so funny. That is so funny. Not that yeah, the I understand. kid died, but like I it was funny because uh, you. And it's so serious. They're on Alan Rickman, and he's got that unshaven beard. He's like, so he looks hungover, and he's like, I sentence you to. Also, I love how long Alan Rickman draws out his words. Anybody else pick up on that? Do you like that? Yeah, yeah. He's cool. such a good actor. I love it. Yeah, and. Uh, that's my favorite line in the movie. We should add a favorite line section to this 
podcast because when he, I rewound it when he goes, you gandered at her. I what? You gandered. Yes, sir. You gandered. I meant no harm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm afraid there's been a mistake. So, all right. What do you guys think? Is there anything else you want to touch on or do we want to wrap this up with did it work or not? No, I still kind of want to talk about the, I want to talk about the final 10 minutes. Oh, because I I actually, I genuinely believe Here's why that I give it so much credit. Mm-hmm. That's in a, that's like an actual song on the soundtrack. Is final scene, and it's literally the last ten minutes of the movie. Dude, that used to piss me off so bad because you could listen to all the samples on iTunes back in the day, except that one. You had to mm-hmm. buy that one. And I was like, this is what? like the really? best. Yeah, dude, it that's was a, fucking weird. So that's why I ended up buying the album. By the way, one of the best purchases I ever made. Uh, yeah. What what How? about wait, let me ask you this. What about the last 10 minutes? Like, if you could put a fine point on it, what do you like specifically? Is it just the fact that there's so much revealed? Do you like the music? Do you like the way it's it was the music. shot? I love the music in the last 10 minutes because it's all kind of a combination of every other song. Mm. But it's the best parts of all those songs. Yeah, yeah you know sure. that's how musicals go, right? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you that's know what that's they how say. it happens. Remember back the office we, back with Craig we Robinson? Wait, wait, you're gonna miss quiet. the overture. If we don't hear the overture, we won't recognize the themes of the show that come up later. Yeah. The musical motifs throughout the play. <laughs> I love yeah, yeah. I love the pretty women reprise. <laughs> I was just thinking about when Michael Scott boos Sweeney. Boo. <laughs> he, he notices him. He's like, oh yeah, you were the guy that booed me. I wasn't the only one. <laughs> wasn't the only one. There were a lot of people booing you. A lot of people booing you. <laughs> no, everybody was cheering. It was just you. It was just you. <laughs> when the wine bottle starts rolling. <laughs> oh, but uh, back to the last. No, time. I don't want to talk about. You it don't anymore. want to talk about it. Move on to the You're categories. Yep. You want to move on to the categories? All right. So real quick, did it work? You all right there? What the fuck? Sorry, is I just I tapped my I tapped my. Uh, Goodness, man! My, my wood. And my laptop went over. Yes, the movie worked. The movie worked because of the timing that it came out in. Mm-hmm. It came out right at Christmas time. It has a Christmassy feel. Uh, like I said earlier, it's what? a Tim Burton film. It does. Ace doesn't agree with you about the Christmassy feel. I just yeah, have a feeling not. you're just trying to take a jab at Tim Burton. All of Tim's Bur- Tim Burton's movies have a winter vibe. Um, Except Beetlejuice. Yeah, even that. Okay. I'd watch that. In I winter. would argue his best Christmas movie was Batman Returns. Yeah. Yeah. That is an actual Christmas movie. That's the same Christmas movie. So is Edward Scissorhands. How much of that gym we got left? Too much. Too much? Yeah, we got to... It doesn't justify how fucking ridiculous you're being right now. Oh, we got the jokes. We got the zingers. I don't know, man. I can say the same about you. (laughs) 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 So Ace doesn't think it works. So uh, Ace is... I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Does it work? I mean, I think that it worked for the time. I think that it worked for the marketing. It definitely did what it needed to do. Uh, for me, I don't think that it holds up, but we'll get to that. It got yeah. an Oscar nominee. Oh, fucking good for it. <laughs> yeah, what was it Oscar nominated for? Do we know? Best I know Johnny. Uh, actor. I think it was Best Actor. Or best actor. Was, the, was the music? Was the score? It should be. Oh my God, it should be. Let's figure that out right now. Seriously, huge shout out to Steven Sondheim, man. Like, this is one of the only movies. uh, This was the first movie that he allowed to take place of his material. And I don't know, man. I think Tim Burton killed it. I really the Academy, it was nominated for Best Achievement. It won Best Achievement in Art Direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Valid. Should have. It was nominated for Best Actor. And it was nominated for Best Costume Design. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Which was weird because it didn't have Best Music at all. 
That sucks because the music was the best part of that movie. Yeah, seriously. Like the opening. Uh, is there an Oscar for best original score? There, sh- there has to be. Well, there's best original song. I don't know about best original score though. Fuck the Oscars. Uh, yeah, there is. Uh, there is you. because Joker won in 2020. Oh, that's right. Yes. No, I thought it was just best original song though. But I guess no, can these best original score? It's an adaptation, so can it? Or best music, Academy Award for best music, which is in the parentheses original score. Score. Okay. Score. But there is a song because didn't Gaga win for yeah Three Six Mafia won one. What <laughs> for Hustle and Flow? Oh yeah, Hustle that's right. Flow. We fucking talked about this. So ridiculous. I mean, I think I think Sweeney Todd is what it is. You know, I think it. I think it. Yeah, it is what it is. I I I still hold it in high regard. I really do. It's not like a top ten. I think we love the material more than anything. Yeah, there's I okay. That's that's a good point. I think there's a lot for me that's wrapped up in this movie that it's never going to be far from my heart. And as people, as kids of theater, as children of the theater, we're we're gonna respect. <laughs> A musical. Hey man, if my life could be a musical, if I could just break out into song and like describe how my day's going, I would. I miss those days. That's why I like doing theater. Yeah, like I'm not gonna sit here and tell you the hairspray remake was good, but like but, I like I it. love hairspray. Yeah, I loved it. Love hairspray. I'll watch it when it's on. Fuck John Travolta though. He creeped me out in that role. But that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. like, you still you watch them and you you enjoy watching them because their essence is the music. It's again, I said this earlier. It's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Like you can't I, like it almost pisses me off that it got Oscar nods because now like there's some I feel like there might be some expectation to take it way more seriously than it is. It's a fucking Tim Burton movie. Tim Burton has a wheelhouse. He has an audience. And I feel like I was that audience. It hit me at the right time. I fucking love it. It's going to be one of those movies I go back to. And I don't know. I, I'm so happy that it exists. And so, I love Johnny Depp and Helen Bonham Carter. I love the whole cast. It works. It works. So at different levels, I think we all agree it works. Yes. Y'all are a bunch of fucking wood nymphs. Get out of here. But you think it works You too. just thought it worked. Yeah, I do think it works, but... You just so, want to be antagonistic. like I just said. So. Yeah, uh, right. It works. Right. It works. All right, fucking so... theater people. I think we kind of just answered this. Movie or film? Movie. That's a movie. I think I'd agree. The movie. But it's weird though. And the only reason I bring the only reason I really want to like just quickly antagonize that is auteur. The idea like like I feel like when I think of an auteur, I think about films. Yeah, but I think most of Tim Burton even if Tim Edward Burton, Scissorhands yeah, was a film. Edward Scissorhands was a film. This is a movie. Ed Big, Wood was a film. Big Fish was a film. Most of his movies most of most of what Tim Burton's come out with though is a movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just to get asses and seats. It's not really uh you know, on our, I guess it's an artistic vision. But well, it is. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't argue that it's yeah. just to get asses and seats. I think he has that beautiful sweet spot that just gets asses and seats. You know, he has in the same, you know, and the uh, thinking about it, it's like, uh, he gets to express his vision and like a lot of people fucking love it. I think that's why him and Johnny Depp work so well together because I think Johnny Depp has that same kind of effect. I think Johnny Depp appeals to mass, but I think he puts his own artistic spin in everything. For sure. Except maybe the rum diary. Uh, I would argue his artistic spin was there. I wouldn't argue it was greatly successful. But yeah, I think unfortunately, because I thought the rum diary is a pretty good movie. It was fun. It was fun. It was I I thought it was nice just to see that somebody did it. Oh, and the Lone Ranger. Oh, and the Lone Ranger. (laughs) Oh, and Mordecai. He's made some bad choices these days. The 2010s haven't been kind to him, except for Black Mass. Black Mass. Oh, fucking animals. I, I loved working I, on that movie. Yeah. What's next? 
It was uh, a yeah. <clears throat> so uh, movie or film? Ah, this is a good one. Who stole the movie? Stole the movie? Fucking Borat. <laughs> Sasha. Sasha. <laughs> I would say Timothy Spall. <laughs> Sasha. I would argue Sasha almost lost you the movie. Yeah. I think it, does Toby count? Um. Yes, then I would say Toby. Then, I'm, then Toby's my vote. Toby's your vote. Yeah. Wow. Is this the first time that all three of us have three different? I think so. Yeah. Ideas. Of I was thinking. Them. Well, about other this, than the I, first podcast, so I was thinking about this today because <laughs> in my head I was like, I was like, I was like, there's not really any my, there's not enough minor characters. They're all. Yeah, they're they all, all have so, points in like like a big. Um, so I think the parameters the have plot. to be tweaked a little bit. We got. We got. We got. We got to talk about the parameters. So which is why, yeah, I think we've all. You know, I, I think the I think the three that are completely no, I would say the four that are completely eliminated are Sweeney, Mrs. Lovett, Judge Turpin, and Anthony. I would say those four probably wouldn't be nominees. I would agree. I would yeah, agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think I think Toby for me. Yeah, I I'll stick with Timothy uh, Timothy Spall. I'll stick with uh, what what the Beetle. Yeah, an ace like Pirelli. So I mean. I think it works. I like it. Yeah, I wouldn't argue any of our points. No. I think they all are. They are our own. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, what do you what do you, you want to do? What do you want to do? Go ahead, chime in. What do you what do you got? Oh, bad. We got a little break while our tech is going to get some ice. Sorry, guys. Come on, Sasha Wizard. Bar, Sasha Come on, Wizard. Had what do you got? <laughs> His song when he was doing the shaving was a great way of capturing his humor and his ability to fucking sing. Not just because he does that big, you know, um, that big high note at the end of the song. No, he's actually just got a beautiful range. Just a great range. And I, it's Adolfo Pirelli, I wish it to Noah, who has the never to say. May I lick his piss? Who says this? Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you. He's got good range. I Maybe I would take face. that. A trim of the beard <laughs> requires the grace. Of the yeah, I, I thought that was awesome, dude. I, I just I don't know about you guys. I, maybe not you, Ace. I don't know if you know the lyrics well enough. But Andrew, when you watch this, I were you singing through the whole thing? Whole thing, dude. My neighbor next door must have hated me because I sang everything and not quietly either. <laughs> so I was at I was at the office this afternoon um and I brought it over to the cafe to the girls who worked there and I made them sit down and watch parts of it yes. with me. They like songs. They like musicals. So I was like we're going to watch this. I like jokes. <laughs> yeah. They were like we have coffees to make. I was like no, I have no, no. nipples, Greg. No, you're fine. <laughs> I got nipples, Greg. All right, Greg RN. Uh what would you gentlemen have done differently if you were to put yourself in Tim Burton's shoes? whether it's cast, whether it's production design, whether it's adding more songs, whether it's the way you would have changed the musical to the movie. Come at me. What are you thinking? I would have kept a ballad. Sure. Like at the beginning, mm -hmm. yep. I would have kept a ballad. I don't, I, I don't have the answer to how, but I would have kept a ballad. Um, I would have not cast Jamie Boyer as whatever Anthony. the fuck that guy's name yeah, is. I would have, <laughs> I would have done that completely differently. Yeah. Um, I just don't. Do you think maybe it was a budget thing? Tim was like, I'm spending so much on Helena and Johnny and Alan and Timothy. Maybe we just got to cast like complete. Some unknowns. real singers. So oh, maybe we got to cast some singers in this fucking musical. Fuck it's off. possible. But like as much of a square as he was in the, in the Broadway rendition, he still, 
He's still masculine. Dude, that's the thing. He's not a square in the Broadway musical. He's a man's man. He's a goddamn sailor. Well, okay. He's, he might he's not a, be a man's yeah, man. He's, he's like he's, a Navy. All right. I don't, I'm not punching holes in the Navy. I love the Navy. Uh, but like he's a Navy sailor. Like he's got the Navy attire, but like he's a big like macho man. Right. Um, so I think that was a casting misstep. If I, if I were to put myself in Tim's shoes, I, yeah, I'd revisit that. Yeah. I just think, I think you got options. You You got, you got a lot of options. What do you, (laughs) what are you snickering over? (laughs) Yeah. I would have casted singers for the leads. Uh, no, I would have kept Johnny and Helena. I would have casted singers for the leads and I would have not had it directed by Tim Burton. Dude, come on. So Tim Burton. Who else could have done that movie? I don't know. Anybody? No, because the thing that you need with Sondheim, he's, and you got to watch all of his plays, but he's got this beautiful thing of comedy, absurdity, absurdity mixed in like some dark, dark shit, like Assassins, uh, Sundays in the Park with George. Uh, I think he did Urinetown as well. Don't quote me on that. I don't um, know what any of those things are. So they're all, they're all very dark, heavy subject matters, but they get, they're musical silly. Like, that's the genre that he works in. What about Wes Anderson? Fuck yourself. Do you I really want to get me pissed no, off? I, 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 think it's, I think actually it's too it's too dark for Wes Anderson, especially, like, just yeah. setting-wise. Like, you can't there's do Wes Anderson corduroy. in dark London. Yeah, London. there's not enough opportunity like, for Like, dark, corduroy. rainy London, I don't think would fit Wes Anderson well. He would have made it all this symmetrical. And, well, what about the Coen brothers? They never attacked a musical, did they? No, but again, I don't know. Maybe the Coen brothers could have done it. Could have been. I thought so. I mean, I think I think so. Not Rob, so, Marshall, think so. Rob Marshall could have done it. Probably. He did Chicago in nine. Well, Into the woods. I don't know. I didn't love nine or Into the Woods. He does the Chicago he's still, was dope. He, he still Chicago was dope, right. but he you, he's got off, he's, you know? he's one for three. Fine. And then like give him my favorite musical ever. Ugh, I don't know, man. Well, it's tough. You know, if it, it it's a little bit Chicago, before no Sweeney. It's oh. a little before his time. But you know who Ryan Murphy is? I do. He probably could have. He probably would have done this cool. Yeah, who's Ryan, Ryan Murphy? What do you do? Made a he made Glee and he made American Horror Story. Nurse the new Ratchet yeah, show. Yeah, Ratchet, you know. I'm going to have to see Ratchet because I don't like uh, American Horror Story. I, I only liked the seasons with Jessica. Jessica Lang is like, she's I more got just my mean heart. stylistically. Yeah, sure. You know, the like style he, of American And like, he's also got the humor of Tim Burton. He would probably get the humor of uh, Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, maybe. I, I, yeah, I yeah, could maybe. see that. I, I wouldn't agree with it if it was done. Uh, yeah, maybe you're right. Honestly, the only thing I think I would have changed other than the casting of Antony, I probably would have brought back the big chorus numbers in some way. I would have loved to have seen uh, Pirelli's Miracle Elixir with the chorus again. I would have loved to have seen God That's Good with the chorus again. And I really would have been interested in seeing the lunatics running through the streets at the end. Uh, sure, I'm sure. That would be I cool. thought that could have been cool. That it, would be cool. That, But other than that, no, I, I, I think, you know, it's a, it's a Tim Burton movie. You know, I think he he did his thing. Yeah, he did. He did his thing. <laughs> he certainly did. All right, so if it's coming out today, is it going to theater or is it coming out on video on demand? It's going to theater, and I think I think Pat, movies just in the last two, three years are, are proof of that. This is my only hang-up with that, and I'm ready to go there. Johnny Depp is not a Hollywood marketer anymore. No, but Tim Burton is. He, yeah, okay, that's it. Nope, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, but like, like, he's not even going to cast Johnny Depp these days. Like, he wouldn't make a movie with Johnny Depp because he knows he's not going to get his box office return. Fair, not for this. No, I get it. I think that I think that this would go to theater. I'm not sure that it would do as well today as it did. Probably wouldn't get those two thousand seven. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. 
No, it probably wouldn't get the Oscar nods, but it would still, it would get the theater, it would get the musical, the theater cast, you know, mm, the mm. musical. It's not, <clears throat> it, that's who it would appeal to. That's who it appealed to then, and it, that's who it would appeal to now. Yeah, probably. I, I agree with Andrew there. I won't, I won't fight you on that. I, yeah. Look at us all in agreement again. It's beautiful. It's we'll, nice we'll come to be, back. Nice to be in harmony. <laughs> he tried not to be. Yeah. Um, Who, me? No, me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And I think we've kind of already touched on this, but has it aged well? Will it age well? No. Hard no from me. Even though it's like a, a, a Tim Burton style air quotes? No. Like it's so his style that you could just look at it as part of his work. Like, yeah, you, like you're not be... comparing a Tim Burton movie to anything else. It's such in a world of its own. You're comparing it to the last few movies he made and the movies that came after it. it in my humble opinion. Here's why I think it'll age well, because it's the only one of its kind. There's not another Sweeney Todd movie. You know, whereas like you can talk about like like the new Les Mis that came out ugh. is gonna it, you can ugh, it all you want. <laughs> it's gonna age well in comparison to it's the other renditions of well. it. Well, especially the technical side of Les Mis. That was, there was there was a there's a bunch of shit you could read on how they filmed and did the audio for that. Maybe we should do Les Mis soon because I really fucking hate that. movie. I hate it too. I'd I really hate rather not. everything about that movie. I'd rather not the casting, the way it was filmed, uh, some of the choices. Uh, Eddie Redmayne, fuck that guy. He's an excellent actor. He is an awful actor. I do not vibe with him whatsoever. Well, the apparently Academy. a lot of other people like him. Say, so I'll the just Academy I'll, would disagree. I'll eat my <laughs> fuck the Academy. Let's stop talking about the goddamn Academy. Well, the Academy well, would the disagree. Academy, the Academy, <laughs> we got to set the parameters, and then you know, um, get the guns, get the guns, get the guns. Yeah, we got the guns and some guys. Yeah, we got the guns and some guys. Uh, What's next? That Senior. was the uh, that was the end. That's the end of the category. Reviews. Oh, the prosecution. Yes, yeah, what do you thank have for you. reviews? Let's see what happened here. So listen, I, I just want to... Who's uh, in agreement with me? Well, this is the thing. There are a lot of people in agreement with you, but I walked away for... Again, this is all me. Like, it, it was feel-good stuff. So, like, I walk and I see the movie, and I'm like, okay, a lot of people like it. They kind of agree with me. Um, the main complaints that I kind of saw was that it was a revenge story without much dyna- uh, dynamics. Uh, they said that the humor didn't land what little there was. Um, and it might be a bit too grand and dense and too macabre for its own good. I don't necessarily agree with those, though. I think, again, I think it did what it was aiming to do. Yeah, I agree with the computer. (laughs) There's thematic material in this for it to be a musical. Like, so I kind of agree with what people are saying because this movie's, like, deep and it's dark and it's made by the same guy who just put Willy Wonka out. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, so I do get what people are saying. I'm just a fan, a fan. Yeah. You know, like I'm not like from my perspective, I know how to separate two. It's good. Mm -hmm. So I kind of agree with the reviews, but I'm a fan of it. You guys didn't look up reviews. Did you? I never look up reviews. That's your you fuckers. Thing. I gotta be the one on top of that. Just no. like you didn't make a fucking list. You want to talk about the list? No. Yeah. Do the reviews first. We're I don't have it. I, I I was just doing like a broad stroke. Uh, I was surprised at how many people loved it. I'll give you a broad stroke. Give me a broad stroke. <laughs> 
The film suffers from relentless emphasis on bland, thoroughly forgettable musical numbers whose sameness inevitably lends the proceedings a distinctly oppressive quality. Thank you, David Nusser from Real Film Reviews. I think you are wrong. I love when people you that live wrong. in there. I love when people that live in their mom's attics use those, <laughs> use those big dollar words when when nickel words would get the job done just as well. It's like if you, bro, you're writing on IMDb. Like, all right, I'm pissed at this one. Ready? Uh, Real film depth, reviews. Too. Depth, it's like, oh yeah, fucking Ebert and Roper, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depp does about as well as any other than Len Caro uh, could with this one-note character. What? I don't think the Sweeney Todd is a one-note character. One-note? What do they mean by that? Like, he he sings one note? Because that's pretty true. That's not true. He's got a range. He's a baritone bass. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, baritone bass. Oh, yeah, don't you know. Okay. Um, He's got a chorus voice. Johnny Depp's yeah, the got guy like, that gets fucking hidden in the rest of the other voices. That's the voice that he has. That guy plays a role, though. He does. <laughs> I used to be that role. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, again, you know what I'm finding with... Uh, oh, here we go. What? Uh, I was going to say, I'm finding it again with Rotten Tomatoes, that their full reviews, they don't link us uh, to the actual... Oh, and he did Big Eyes. Do you guys remember that? Big Eyes? Tim Burton, Big Eyes, the one with Christoph Waltz and Amy Adams about the painter. Never heard of it. But it looks pretty good. Um, Never love, heard of it. Love Dark Shadows. That was just like a personal favorite. Big Fish. Yeah, that was kind of his big one. Oh, God. Remember when he did Planet of the Apes? Oh, wait, what? Yeah, dude. Tim Burton, Tim did, Burton the, did Planet of the Apes. And he cast Tim Roth as the main ape called Thade. Oh, and this was with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, this is the Mark Wahlberg one? Yeah. That's man. Tim Burton? Yeah, that's Tim Burton. That was a weird uh, choice. Uh, Sleepy Hollow, Mars Attacks. Oh my god, I love oh, Mars, Mars Attacks. Attacks. I completely forgot about that. Movie's that movie's fun. That movie's is a fun, fun one. I haven't seen that in a long time. I just hope that if I go back and see it, that I'm not wildly disappointed. You probably will be. I don't um, know, man. I remember it being fucking awesome. Well, you you also remember Sweeney Todd. Oh, dude, Nicholson is the president, and then yeah. is that uh, casino Vegas gambler. And last but not least, my favorite, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Not actually my favorite, but it's damn, damn good. I don't get why people like Pee Wee. I just don't get it, man. I know I really do not understand the appeal. He is probably as annoying as they come. He's super annoying, and I don't get what everybody else's appeal. But I just loved like there was some uh, there was absurd filmmaking afoot in Pee Wee's Big Adventure, uh, and Danny Elfman's score. It's sure. it's rip roaring, man. Sure, all right, big fan. Uh, all right, I don't have much more to say about Sweeney Todd. Let's talk about this fucking list. Last week on the podcast, we were talking about favorite actors, and we couldn't seem to get the parameters down about what that means. We're going to revisit that conversation right now. And Andrew, you actually have a really good way of starting this off because we were all supposed to come to this uh, podcast today with a list of our top 10 favorite actors uh, could have been male, female, but we didn't really set parameters around what this is. And Andrew, what do you have to kind of jumpstart this conversation in a more productive way? So because we didn't set those parameters, <laughs> the only thing we did establish, we established that actors and actresses we wanted in the same, like they were in the same, we weren't separating them. Yeah. So it, it could be like, like Meryl Streep versus Denzel. Yeah. It wasn't. 10. Yeah. It wasn't like a list of each. So what I did was I got objective for two lists. Mm -hmm. I made what I think are 
the top. And, and, oh, the other parameter we did establish uh, was 30 years. Past 30 years. Past 30 years. I think so. I made what I think are the top 10 actors and actresses best overall. What I think gives the best quality performance every time out there. Then I gave what my adaptation of top 10 movie stars was. And define that one. So what I based that on was success at the box office. Okay. So like uh, rock poster appeal, poster appeal. Okay. You know, like the, basically those two things, what gets people in the seats? Sure. You know, what's going to get the most clicks on YouTube for trailers? Sure. Um, and then I also made a list of my top 10 favorite, which is kind of a combination of both. And that's like more, way more subjective. subjective. That's like, more subjective. Yeah. Okay. So like I said, I got objective with the first two subjective with the third. Okay. Let me run that back to you. So, uh, uh top, top 10 could be male, female, and that has to be within the past 30 years and it needs to be based off of like critical success. Then the other one was top 10 male, female, and it could be, it has to be based off poster, butts and seats, uh, box office success. And then the last one is the same thing, but subjective. It's like totally it's like a combination of combination. Both. And, uh, when, when we present these, do we need to be able to defend why? Like, are we going to get into a discussion about that? Cause like, I'm going to be interested to hear what's on your list and why. I mean, if we all want to go one person a week, I can, I have no problem taking this week. If someone wants to take, you know, I was just week. going to say, why don't we go through your list and we'll just tear you apart. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I'm let's with that. let's tear you apart. Let's do this. So, which list? Which <laughs> list do you guys want to start from the top? From yeah, the top. just go from the top. Your, okay, because so, the subjective ones, those are going to be the ones that are easy to. So, actually, no. Maybe we should do subjective because we can't poke holes in that. No, I want to go through the. All objective. right, just go. All right. All right go so, on. so objectively speaking, last thirty years, top ten actors and actresses, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, hit me. Number one, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo, agreed. Number two. Tom Hanks. Are these in order? This is in order. Whoa. Interesting. Okay. This is in my order of the last 30 years. Okay. Number three, Joaquin Phoenix. Walk. Okay. Number four, Daniel Day-Lewis. Okay. Number five, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Good choice. Number six, Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number seven, Amy Adams. Oh, yeah. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Gary Oldman. Whoa, better choice. better choice. Number nine, Christian Bale. Okay. And number 10, Matt Damon. Okay. That's a great list, man. That's Thank not you. a bad that list. Is a great Thank you. List. I kid you not. I spent the entire week. I believe you did. I believe you did. Like, I believe yeah, you, did. You, you put us to shame with I, how prepared you come I to went, these yeah, I went We need to forth. up our game, Ace. I went really back and forth, especially with this list. I had no problem with this subjective one, Yeah. but this list objectively was very difficult. So that's actors. So if you guys want to touch on actors before we go into Well, real quick, stars, can you just give me the last one again? Christian and then who? Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt okay. Damon. Okay. Well, all right. You know, like the Martian with Matt Damon on Mass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 the Martian. But um, okay. Two, I don't know. Two if questions. I can... Two questions. Sure. Why is Meryl Streep not on there? Why... Last thirty years. Yeah. Well, I would ask you, what has she come out with in the last thirty years that you would deem she should be up there? Um, you know, I would say that Doubt and uh, Sharp Objects. I don't know Sharp Objects. Sharp Objects. I mean, uh, no, not Sharp Objects. That's Amy Adams. It's in Sharp Objects. Um, Big Little Lies. Oh, season two this of Big is Little Lies. This is film. Fucking, oh, yeah, Jesus. we can't touch on TV though. We well, can't. All right. So here's here we go back to the Unless parameters. Unless we do again. like a special now back, series. Now we're going back to the parameters again. We can sure, and should. Sure, sure. If we want to do, if we want to touch on TV too, I'll I'll absolutely so get into that. So this is sure. this is because if this was based act- on TV. Matthew McConaughey would be in this. I was, list. Yes, I was just for that was my second one. That was my second one. Scoop Why is 
Why is Real Matthew good. McConaughey not in there? He would have been, yeah. If that, which, so I want to stop talking about that now because I want to put that into effect for one Down of the, the coming line. weeks. Yeah, we, yeah. we got to do yeah. that. Yeah, because so, I, mean, I don't think that it should be limited to just film. I mean, we're talking about actors' ability. Totally fair. Totally fair. I because, agree like, with this. Yeah, because yeah. we're in a different time. Well, because zone. then like, good you, you can also get you can also get into a different category of top ten TV stars that aren't even just great actors on TV performances. I mean, like TV stars. You yeah, know? that could go into your second list. That's what I'm saying. That you know, could there totally could be there could be three list. lists for TV as well. You for know? sure. Sure. The only reason I didn't touch on that is because. We didn't, we didn't go over the it's parameters. Movies. Again, we yeah, didn't yeah, go over yeah, parameters, movies. and in my head, I'm thinking movie. You know? yeah, so, that's fine. That's fine. That's I fine. love that. Um, but I really love your list. Your list is thank great. Thank you. So, I mean, if you guys want to pick at it a little bit, talk about it. That was my only. Those are my only two. Okay. Those are really my only two. Honestly, man, I, I don't see anything that I can really poke holes in. I mean, this is a solid, like, there, these are all actors of top quality over oh, the past 30 years. Oh, here's another I one. struggled to keep out Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's not a leader. Exactly. He's not and a I think actor. we touched on that last week. And I had to eat humble pie, honestly. I, I felt that when you guys told me. Uh, and I actually ended up talking to a bunch of people about this to, like, vent. Like, I, not vent. Um, I, I think better when I talk out loud. So to have a sounding board is really nice. So when I was sure. able to kind of articulate the shit that you guys brought up to other people, I've realized, dude, he's an ensemble actor. He's a character actor. He's like, I mean, it's stupid to say character actor. They're all character actors, but you know what I mean. Like I character do. actor in the traditional. He's but not like a, not quirky, like a Brian Dennehy like, character actor. Yeah, he's like a he's little bit out He's cream of the crop supporting actor. For I just, sure. I, I do believe that he was not given enough time to really be the lead that he could have been. He could have been a lot I think more. that he was really on his way there with the master and uh, what was the other one I said uh, last week? Oh, it was Capote. the master and Capote before the devil knows you're Capote, dead. Not Capote before the devil knows you're dead. He was and so good in that doubt. Doubt. Yeah, that's it. Those were there. Like I think he was. I still don't know if he did it. Grooming. <laughs> I know, honestly. I think he was grooming his way into being a true uh, lead. He would have aged well. I think he, he would have aged, aged really amazing. Well. But another thing that I want to bring up is why is Brad Pitt not there and why is Morgan Freeman not there? Those are both. Uh, I don't know about Morgan Freeman, but I would. I would ask. Pitt, why not Pitt? What was your thought process? Did he did he occur to you? He occurred to me, and at one point he was on the list. Um, and then I actually just felt Matt Damon had taken better roles. Yeah, valid. You know, I think I, I question ones. a lot of Brad Pitt's roles. Uh, he had great ones in the late nineties, early two thousands. I don't love Brad Pitt. Um, I'm in the camp that I think Moneyball is the most overrated movie ever made. Ooh, I would love to have this debate another time because sure, as, a, as a person who doesn't love sports movies, that really hit for me. So, I haven't yeah. seen anything about Moneyball, but I did see, uh, I don't know if you guys know about this uh, script to screen yes. uh, page. Yes, we've talked have you, about have this. Have you seen this? I haven't, no. Script to screen is awesome. It takes <clears throat> the script of a movie and it pairs it to the final product that hit the screen and you get to see as the the scene plays out what the script read and all the liberties that were taken by the by the actors. It's a yeah. really really cool page. Anybody that's listening, I recommend you follow Script to Screen. That is a really cool thing for anybody that likes film. I would double that. Quite honestly, I really like watching the Tarantino ones and seeing what the actors make as choices with how well his writing is. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's so cool to see some of them that are like strictly like like an Aaron Sorkin. Yes. Like that's really cool. So to specific. See. So yeah. Yeah. And, and in beat, and like you get to see the like the stanzas, the way that he writes. Mm. Uh, you get to see the stanzas actually up. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're just awesome. I, I think they're awesome. So but, real quick, shout out to what is it again? Script to screen. Script to screen. In case you guys are listening, we love you, uh, Andrew. Let's. Let's go to your second list though okay so we wanted so that's it for the first list i'm that's kind of first, shocked i have nothing i'm I, shocked you know I'm no not i'm getting, good i think that's great okay so now um 
So my list now, the, excuse me, second list, top Those, 10 movie stars. So okay. this this is like butts in seat. Butts in the seats, mass appeal. Trip, uh, trailers, yeah. like, yeah, people want to see this people, person. People are going to go entertain. see their movies just because they are entertained by them. All okay, right. I'm like ready. Um, number one, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., great, okay. Number two is actually the same as my number two in my previous list, Tom Hanks. Hanks. Okay. Well, uh, within the parameter, can we we can we can cross over? Yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Just checking. We haven't. Yeah. I mean, haven't, there's no. There's no. You're not going to hold it against someone that they're a great actor and they're Matt. They're <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I would imagine Matt Damon's going to make another appearance. Then uh, he just I'll just get to missed it. it. Get to it. Just right. missed <laughs> yeah. Let's see what happens. Um. So because Matt Damon's actually done a couple of indies that huge credit to him, but weren't huge in the box office. Like, like enough downsize? to knock him down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, number three, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Okay. Okay. That's good. Uh, number four, Johnny Depp. Okay. okay. And again, this isn't last five years. This is last 30. 30. Yes. Five. Yes. I know. I know. <laughs> number five, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. The for rock. Sure. For sure. Number six, Jennifer Lawrence. J-Lo. Yep. Well, J-Law. Number seven, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. Okay. And see, I was objective. You know, I was objective with it because I, in my head, you, I was, I was you, like, he should be number one. Well, but I was like, are. did you do the box office numbers yeah. when you were looking this up? Yeah. Okay, that's why. Yeah, I did. Okay. And some of the people that, like, if people fact checked me on, fact, fact checked, checked it, on that, me, that, that, yeah, <laughs> if people fact checked me on this, they'd call me out because the entire Avengers cast is at the top of the list. Yeah, but they're not all. But that's my whole point. They're you know what I mean? Draw. But like, but they they were above a lot of these people. So I kind of pick and chose from that group of what based on the rest of their body of work. And it's also based on your preference. Exactly. So I mean, Robert Downey Jr. Your, was in that. So it, that's what I mean. But like, that's why I said the rest of their body of work for sure. How it appealed for okay. sure. Um, number. So I said Leo. Number eight, Brad Pitt. Ah, oh, there oh, he okay. is. Okay. All right. All right. Number nine. I don't know why we're coming to the defense of Brad Pitt tonight. <laughs> well, so the re I, I do want to I do want to talk a little bit about Brad Pitt though. If when so a lot of the movies Brad Pitt has been in, in the last twenty years are what they are because of the ensemble and because of the cast that's in it with him. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I he I has agree. a lot of movies where he's the best in them, but the rest of the cast is so strong that it's tough to fully attribute it to him. I agree, but if I can just take it a step further, those movies that you're talking about, so for example, two come to mind, uh, uh, 12 Years a Slave Slave. and The Big Short. Mm -hmm. So for example, he's a bit part. They, he helped produce. Right. Like that's the thing. So like, I don't know, is that, is that, does that play into your decision? Like the fact that, you know, he might've been a bit part and people might've been better, but he made a financial decision because he knows he's a face that gets people there and now he's backing the movie. All the credit to him there, it's strictly acting here. Okay. Strictly based okay. on their yeah, role. I think that's what we, yeah. that's part of the parameters. It's and strictly even like, acting. Well, I don't know because the reason I bring it up, the same thing could be said about Damon. Damon is like a huge, you know, he throws his weight behind movies. He knows that A, he can be good in and useful in and he throws his weight behind something he knows is going to make money. That's sure. his career strategy, and so does Brad Pitt. So does Leo. Here's where I'm going to say Damon and Pitt differentiate. Matt Damon is never has never been overshadowed in a movie. Correct. I don't think Matt Damon's, except for maybe The Departed, and I wouldn't even say he's overshadowed. No. I think it's three equal no, parts. That's three equal I think parts. it's three I equal parts. I can't say that it was an overshadowing. That's at what all. I mean. He held Whereas, his own against Nicholson and Leo. He was that's right what there I mean. with them. Every movie Matt Damon is in, it's a Matt Damon movie. Yes. What about Eurotrip? That's a Matt, that's Damon, a Matt movie. Damon movie. 
Damon's not overshadowed in anything. He's, even with even with powerhouses in the oceans movies, Matt Damon, it's he a Matt Damon. Zone. Yeah, that's what I mean. Brad Pitt, like even even Benjamin Button, Kate Blanchett, Kate Blanchett is on Matt Ben, uh, Brad Pitt's level in that movie. I agree. I agree. They're 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 equal. I have a I have a comment about Brad Pitt in the early two thousands. He picked shitty movies. Who? Brad Pitt. Early two thousands. Can you like, Troy, Mister and Mrs. Smith? Troy like, was a box office success. I Mr. hate and it Mrs. critically. Smith was also Mr. and Mrs. Smith launched his whole uh, right, but this is acting. Okay. No, no, we're in the we're in the financial blockbuster. You're right, we're section. in the movie stars section. So that we're made sense. Stars. That made sense. Yeah. So I'm gonna count. Well, who's in keep your list? Going, so, hold yeah. on. Can we can we find more examples? Because if you, if you've got something to poke holes, I I'm willing to hear it. But I really want to stick to this. I think Brad Pitt has been super consistent with his uh here. Choices. All right, so I don't think Babel's good. Uh, fair. Uh, Babel. I think Babel was one of those. Uh, I don't know. It was like it was almost like a charity movie. It felt like I, it felt like a like a like a virtue signal movie for some reason. I want to be very careful addressing this movie because I think it is very. I think it's a very important movie, and I personally don't know whether it was financially successful. However, I think it, it's an important movie. I plus, if we're going based on past thirty years, he was in an interview with the vampire. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Big movie. The movie sucks. No, it doesn't. Oh, Andrew. Movie sucks. And he was in Sinbad. Wait, what Brad Pitt what? was in Sinbad? He played Sinbad. Brad Pitt played Sinbad. Oh, the cartoon. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought he was like, wait a minute. All right, hold and, on. And then the counselor. Snatch. The, the counselor Mexican. has to be Dude, held no, against no, no. him. I'm, I'm looking wait, at this why? right now. Because of the tassels? No, is it the tassels? Fuck, fuck that. No, Wait listen. A minute. You thought you're the talking counselor early was 2000s. You're talking early 2000s. Come to my defense here. Snatch. The Mexican. Spy game. Ocean's Eleven, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. I'll give you Sinbad, whatever. Uh, he was in Troy, Ocean's Twelve, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Ocean's Thirteen, Babel, Assassination of Jesse James, Burn After Reading, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. These are all financial. Inglorious Bastards, uh, fucking Moneyball, Touch Fury. of Evil, Killing Them Softly. World War Z was one of the biggest box office successes ever in the last 20 years. Like, dude, we Killing are Killing Them Softly was not. Killing, Killing Them Softly was an awesome movie. Killing Them Softly was not a financial success. Right. I will argue that. You're correct. But he's stacked up against success after success after success. And I would argue he's only gotten better. Look at 2015, The Big Short. Then he was in Deadpool 2. Then he was in Ad Astra. Then he was in Babylon. Well, I don't know what Babylon is. But Ad Astra, dude, whew, I don't know, man. I... This is all. Hey, I'm hearing it out. This you is know? all. That's what I mean. This is all. Uh, this is all proving <laughs> well, my point. This is all proving your point. Yeah, but wait, you wait did say that the early 2000s were a bad year, and I do want to correct that because that's wrong. That's so it's wrong. a personal thing. I took it personal there. I don't like those movies. In the that's 2000s. fair. You cannot like them, but if we're going by your parameters, you're right. I'm wrong. Yeah, but I'm by wrong. his parameters, he's he, he deserves to be on the list, and he is on the list. 
Yeah, the yeah, only thing but, I will no, say no, about... I'm, I'm just harping on the comment you made. You said that he wasn't financially successful in the early 2000s, and I did want to, I wanted to knock that down because that's just not fucking true. I will say that for the amount of movies that Brad Pitt is in, there are very few that showcase his dynamic range. And I feel like a, a lot of the time, maybe like 75% of the Brad Pitt movies are just Brad Pitt as a name. Well, and he's almost we, monotone throughout it. Well, maybe we can address the elephant in the room, but maybe he's not a dynamic actor. Maybe he's, he's not. Just, really. Maybe he's just but really he good be. at what he does. But he can be. Like, like Tim you, Burton. When you look at him in Snatch, when you look at him in Burn After Reading, when you look at him in Inglorious Bastards, like he does have the he's ability. He's just a bro. You, but he does have the ability to be a dynamic actor. He does have the ability to be different people. Fight Club. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Well, no. I would That's say, him. I would He's say, a bro. I would say that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood He's is him so being Brad Pitt. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But He's it's him so just being good. Brad Pitt. He deserved Pitt. that Oscar. Wait, was that his first? It's his first, first Oscar. Win. It's his first win. Did he win for Moneyball? Uh, no. I know I he's nominated. Was I he? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, so should I finish my list? Yes, please. Yeah, we got two left. So that's number eight. Number nine, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Wow. Uh, that's fair. Actually, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's Logan. Yeah. He personally spawned. Oh man. When I think of people like Hugh Jackman, I think about. Uh, I'll get to that. And later. number ten, Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. For sure. I, I was surprised that Samuel L. didn't come up beforehand. And you know, I'm surprised that we didn't touch on this last week when it was like, who could do it better than Denzel Washington? Nobody said Samuel L. Jackson. Because I don't. I think, think Denzel's that's true. a better actor. Than yeah, Samuel he's a way L. better actor. I think Samuel L. is a, is a character actor. Samuel Good Jackson point. is Good just point. one of those guys you like to watch, but Denzel is yeah. one of those people who would take you on an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, so do you guys want to talk? My, do you want to touch on that list at all? Yeah. Why is Jason Statham not on it? Numbers, he numbers touch. wise, he actually yeah. isn't. This was objective. This was sure. Numbers so you just wise, looked actually, at yeah. Numbers wise, he actually was not really. Wow, that's so crazy because because I would his always, major box office ones are the later Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, but he wasn't on that team until f- four movies ago. Well, what about the um? What was that Crank? Crank didn't do too well. Crank, the Crank, Crank two didn't do well Actually, at all. That was a fun movie. Crank one did. Right. Okay. Well, what about and the in Transporter the, one did. Right. But the after that, after that, it didn't. It's so weird though because so they it's did longevity spawn two that sequels. was against Jason Statham. Yeah, it was almost like making the sequels derailed him. That's such a bummer because I thought that every time you saw Jason, what about the Expendables and anything like that? They weren't up there. Not really okay. his movie either. No, I guess you're right. It wasn't. He was a part that of was a Stallone. bigger. A that bigger was Stallone's cast. movie. All right. All right. Um. All right, we're talking about past 30 years, so you couldn't even put Schwarzenegger in there. Not really, no. No, if you're talking past 30 years, yeah, you can't You really put, couldn't even put Sly in there. Dude, either. if we no, did you really all can't. time, though, Sly and, uh, Sly and uh, Schwarzenegger, they're up there. Well, and that's why Jack, and that's why Jack Nicholson, that's why Robert De Niro aren't on this list. That's why- Because um, not 30 years. Exactly. Yeah, I Even guess though you could right. make the argument, Jack would probably I tried, be- You could. You I, could. I, it was easier to make the argument for De Niro. Oh really? It was yeah, Nicholson. Yeah, because trust me, like this, yeah, like Nicholson I said, objectively, did a lot of it was films. this was it was tougher. It was easier to make the argument for Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah and I it was easier to make the argument for Al Pacino. Actually, why didn't you make that argument? It, yeah, that's a this good was question. these were facts. So, in, in you're basing it all and off Robert, of no, no, well, it's based on facts, success. but also your subjective opinions. So and these Robert are your De Niro, top ten actors within this right parameter. within the parameter. Robert De Niro has tanked several times, in movie wise. Mm. Yeah, but wow. he has such a high output. Look at his last well, six yeah. years of movies that have come out. Not one of them did well. Uh, Irishman, but it did not. Didn't go to box office. It didn't really go to box office. Uh, that's a different conversation. Anyway, 
Um, before we get, don't even let me go down that fucking hole. Don't do up it. Here. Um, <laughs> I, I guess you're right. In the past, well, I don't know. Goodfellas within the '90s, so it was. Casino. It was 1989. What? Goodfellas? No, I thought it was or 1992. 19... Nope. Wow. Because I googled it today. Because I that was going to be part of my argument. Wait, Damn. What? what about Casino? Casino was 95. Casino and it wasn't nearly as successful as Goodfellas. Which is so. You know what? They talked about that on one of the podcasts that I was listening to today. No 19, shit. 1990. That's barely. That's that's, that's within just 30, the 30. That's 30. Years. That's exactly 30. So no what was your shit. argument against it when you saw it? Everything since Meet the Parents, basically. What? Oh, oh, as for De Niro. Mm-hmm. Damn. Ah, man, I, I would wow. need to look into that okay. more, but I feel Do like it. you're standing the parameters on, I feel, of 30 like years. St- I feel like you're standing on weak ground. I feel like De Niro, try and again, po- hold on. Try and poke a hole in this ground. No, no, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Find oil. <laughs> here's the thing, though. It's like, this is where it gets weird, because your list, this, this, uh, this you know, kind of butts in the seats, box office success. yes. It is based off of numbers, but we're also basing it off of your preference. Well, like, that's there what are this actors, number three is. There are actors in here that made more than Brad Pitt and Leo, but you didn't include because you didn't personally care. So what I'm asking is Because that, they weren't the leads in those movies. Another parameter. Oh, man, we're going to have to like write these down like Another rules. parameter. Here's the thing. If I was basing it off Robert De Niro's Rule number one 1990s, the he'd probably be second. Rule number one of the podcast, always have a drink in hand. But Robert De Niro's 2010s have been abysmal. Yeah. I'll, I, I'm I not going to fight you anymore It's a 30-year body of work. It's not a bits and pieces so of the, that. It's not years. the entire so the accumulation of the 30 It's the accumulation years. of 30 years, and Robert De Niro's accumulation of his last 30 years have been atrocious. Started strong in the 90s. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like If it was, ten, if it was a 10-year stretch, like if you want to ask me who gave you the best 10-year stretch of most actors, Robert De Niro's... Cream of the crop. That's not a terrible list. I might even throw in Dustin Hoffman for that matter. He had an Absolutely. incredible run back he, in the There's 70s. a reason he's sure. not on this list. You know, yeah. like there's a reason uh, Robert Duvall's not on this list. There's a reason Morgan. Bobby? Fre- there's a reason Morgan Freeman's not on this. I list. love Bobby Duvall. Love um, Bobby Duvall. So yeah, Samuel. Was, all right. So anything else about my you, top ten? Why do you movie hurt stars? me like that, Mikey? Why do you hurt me? Um, like that? No, I won't attack anymore. That's I. That's a solid list so far as I'm concerned. I want yeah, to do, it's pretty good. I want Let's to do see more thinking. About so, what's your subjective? What's your subjective? So, subjective yeah, was yeah. where we can have a little bit of fun. Yeah, right, okay. this is where I, mean, I think you. This this is where you might shine. And okay. I think we might agree here. Number one, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. He's made all. He three made all three of your lists, dude. You love wow. Leo. I I hold true to the fact that I think he's the best actor ever. Do you think? All right, before you go on, do you think that Leonardo DiCaprio is taking the Marlon Brando, Robert De Niro like position? Like, is he moving into that legendary actor? So in like 20 years from now, are we going to talk about him the way that people talk about Brando now? No, because I don't, I think Robert De Niro, more, I think he might be more towards the Brando, less towards the De Niro, because I think De Niro should have been so much more selective with his movies. Leo's pretty selective. Yeah, I would agree with you, Andrew. I think that, uh, and I would agree with you, Ace. I think that Leo is moving into that, uh, realm of really, really fucking talented, really fucking eccentric, really rich. And now, like, if Leo wants to, I guarantee he does not have to take another movie role for the rest of his life. But he's got that thing. I in think him, he's and going. He's got to. that eccentric uh, eccentricity. Um, and I think, yeah, Andrew, you're right. He's going to get more selective, and he's I probably going to be a legend. I think. I think him and Joaquin Phoenix are the only living actors 
who have their choice of director. Which is, which is an amazing thing to well, What about Christian Bale? I don't think so. Christian Bale's been in some shitty movies. Christian Bale is a product of the studios, man. He bounces around. He goes where he's needed. He doesn't really get to pick and choose so far as I know. Um, what? Do you, Why? Do you want to... I mean, I'll wait. Do, do you know something that I don't? I mean, I don't know. Look at his entire, his entire body of work there. I I'm mean, not saying he doesn't have choice, but I, I mean, does he make the best? Like, he's not consistent. Andrew's what's the right. wor- What's the worst choice that he's made? I would argue the machinist. Hostels. Hostels. No, I liked hostels. Yeah, I didn't love it. Vice. What'd you say, machinist? The machinist I didn't care for. What the fuck? Vi- wait, Vice is a bad one. It's. He was amazing advice. He was good in He was good in Vice. The awesome movie's advice. not great, though. What? The movie was awesome. I thought the movie was pretty great. I just, yeah. I mean, when you compare it to The Big Short, it's hard because The Big Short Him and The Big clearly, Short. Him no, and American the, Hustle. Him and American Psycho. Out of the Furnace, The Dark Knight Rises. Out of the Furnace was fucking awesome. Fighter? Out of, out of the Furnace. I love The Fighter. I'm not going to argue on that. Fighter's pretty great. Public Enemies. Bad. Yeah. I he was mean, in a Terminator I, I, movie. I, I, yeah, he wasn't a Terminator movie, and it was arguably one of the better ones that came out that was new. That's saying something because it sucked. <laughs> for me, it's it, for me, it's OG ter- Terminator and then T two. I, I mean, T two obviously there. everybody fucking loves T two. T two is the best. It's other than the that, old- Salvation is the better one out of the the three that came after T two. Salvation is the better fucking movie. I feel like I feel like I don't have a leg to stand on. I feel like I attacked you too soon. Christian Bale's list doesn't have the prestige that. How about the fucking prestige? The prestige is great. It's the prestige doesn't sniff the jock of one of Leo's best movies. I would agree because it's Chris Nolan. Oh, fuck off. Fuck him. Fuck you. Fuck him. (laughs) And I love Christian. He's on my list. He was on my list. You know, like I, I'm not saying, I'm not speaking negatively. I know I cut you off at the legs at number one. So Um, carry on. Number number two, Vince Vaughn. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. (laughs) Okay, fine. Number three, Adam Sandler. Adam Wait, okay. these are all your subjectives, and these aren't even based off of box office prestige. Okay, this man, is sub- this Adam is Sandler. Huh? This is subjective. <laughs> Who do I love to watch? This is awesome. Okay, I wasn't expecting this. So Leo, Vince, Adam, number four, Tom Hardy. Okay, love Tom. Tom Hardy's pretty awesome. Oh, mm, okay, fine. This is your subjective list. So <laughs> we can talk about it after. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Number, f- I'd like to get the list out, and then we'll talk about it. Number fine. five, Margot Robbie. Oh, Margot, love her. Number six, Ben Stiller. Love. Oh, man. Nice. Uh, Somebody coming to bed for fucking Ben Stiller finally. Kills it. Everything. Uh, agreed. Finally. Across the board. Fucking he doesn't do finally. anything that's wrong. Number seven, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. There good. he is. Good. Number eight, Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Marky Mark. Oh, that's interesting that Mark wasn't on the number two list. Yeah. I was, I was actually going to bring that yeah, up. He, he wasn't. I get it. He, like, yeah. objectively because objectively, of numbers? He, objectively because of numbers. He wasn't. Jesus. That's what, so do you, what do you mean? Up. Daddy's Home 2 didn't make multi-million dollars? He's another uh, one. He's been in some flops. You know, Transformers. Like oh, God. His was the worst of them, wasn't it? Like, financially? What, what? No, he was in the originals. No, I thought no, he was in Shia the reboots after Shia. I know, but he was in the originals as the army guy, wasn't he? No, that's I, Josh Duhamel. I don't mean? know. I don't think Why so, do I buddy. Feel like Mark number was nine. Anyway, number yeah, nine. So. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. There he is again. <laughs> Love that man. And Dude. now and now number ten 
it's a small body of work, but I will go to bat for this girl every single time. Whatever she touches turns to gold. Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. Who the fuck is Lupita Nyong'o? She's from us. She's from the new Star Wars Lupita. series. She's from Twelve yeah. Years a Slave. Yeah. Whatever okay, this girl. Oh, so this girl is in a movie. I'm not kidding. Black Panther. If yeah. this girl is in a movie, I'm right fucking there with my popcorn, dude. Dude, she I just got is, so tense thinking how good she, she is. She is a star. She's and so she's been good. in six roles, and she's a fucking. She's kind of like Margot Robbie in she's that only way. Been in six I was movies. gonna say that's interesting that you picked Margot Robbie for as short I, of a list. I you love, love Margot. Margot Robbie from the from the set. We saw Wolf of Wall Street eight yeah, times in theaters. And when yeah. she opened that fucking door, but even just from the second she walked in what, with Claire Hollywood, <laughs> what, <laughs> was like, what did she say about the uh, what the the kid the bridge? We used to call it the Guinea Gangplank. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love even her shitty Will Smith movie Focus. Oh man, <laughs> I love it. So yeah, those, oh, those are my lists, you. guys. That's good. And that's, that's a, so that's a week's worth of thinking. I love that. Now I can't wait to put that much effort into this. Um, listen, I my favorite pick of yours is easily Ben Stiller. I think that is well, yeah, solid, yeah. and I might have to that's steal great. that. That's so good. Ben, ben Stiller, Stiller is, is awesome. so good. Comedically, and he can actually hold a serious role. Like, oh, if, you, yeah. like if you see him in the... Uh, the Royal Tenenbaums and uh, the Markowitz stories. He's perfect. He's perfect in a Wes Anderson. Markowitz. Markowitz. That's yeah, dude. Ben Stiller. He's got that. We- You're right. He's got that weird thing. But you know what's better than him? I think he gets satire more than anybody else. He just knows how to. Uh, he may. He maybe not satire. Maybe that's not the word I'm looking for. But he really. Like I, th- I'm thinking back specifically to how good he is in Meet the Fockers, uh, Meet so the Parents. Fucking he funny, makes you so uncomfortable. Like you feel what he's going. Everything through. Ben Stiller experiences in a movie, you experience right there with him. And I think yeah, of the Heartbreak Kid. The Heartbreak uh, Kid. Heartbreak Kid is the most perfect example because he's he's Mary. doing something so yes. scummy in the Heartbreak Kid by literally going out on his brand new wife. But you're like, oh, it's Ben and Stiller, like, so I want to be involved. I want I want you to win. I'm like, oh god, his wife does suck. Yeah, <laughs> like, she she's sucks the worst. So bad. You know what's really funny is uh he made it a point to get a extreme six pack for meet the uh, beat the parents. It's true. He made it a point to get like was one hell of a six it? pack for that because he knew he was gonna have to do that, that fucking scene. volley, dude. And he's like, "I'm not gonna fucking look like a slob. I ain't gonna fucking. I'm gonna get fucking it." I in a long came Polly. Oh, oh my god! I think a long came Polly is the most underrated movie ever. Shout out to our boy Philip Seymour Hoffman. Shout what out. About, what about what about fucking heavyweights? Oh my god, dude. That's <laughs> what I keep, dude. That's what I keep quoting. I don't Fucking know if you picked up on that, but every time I go, uh, you devil log, that's, OG that's ben, ben Stiller, Stiller right there. I'm talking it, Pat. All right. I'm dogging it. <laughs> all right. And all right. Here's, so from the top, Leo, Vince Vaughn, Adam Sandler, Tom Hardy, Margot Robbie, Stiller, Matthew McConaughey, Arad, 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 Mark Wahlberg. Dwayne Johnson, Lupita Nyong'o. Dude, those honestly, are my favorite actors. Tom Hardy. Tell me why Tom Hardy. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why Tom Hardy. Yeah, tell me Matthew why. Matthew has given me shit about this forever. It all starts with Lawless. Oh, yeah, Lawless. I don't get that. Lawless. You've explained this to me a hundred times, my, and I still don't see Shia it. Shia LaBeouf, Gary Oldman, Jason Clark combo, and Jessica Chastain. I love Lawless, and Tom Hardy is just the patriarch of that movie, and he fucking kills it. I I used to really love Inception. I don't love it as much these days, but I thought Tom Hardy was great in it. Warrior, the UFC movie. I still haven't seen that. With I him really and Joel Edgerton. To. Yeah, Joel Edgerton. Uh, yeah, that's a great really, movie that oh, Tom no, Hardy kills it in. He is a fucking beast. I know this isn't based on TV, but I love Taboo, and I loved his season of Peaky Blinders. 
He was so good in Peaky Blinders. That's what I mean. Like, I just think, and I, even though I think I'm in the camp that Dark Knight Rises sucked. Yeah, I still I think like I, it. I thought Bane was pretty badass. I really want to have that conversation another time. Yeah, I thought he was great as Bane, and then like he's got range. He was in a he, he was in This Means War with have Reese you seen Witherspoon, Legend? and oh yeah, dude, fucking Legend is so good. Him, he plays two people. Listen, I would say he Legend, took on an Eddie Murphy role. Listen, I would <laughs> I would say that Legend is just a movie. It's not a film, but what he did in that movie is film work. It's a thrill ride. Yeah, really? Oh my god, yeah, dude. Like, not only is he it. playing two different characters, but they're in scenes the whole movie. Like, he's That's playing cool. against himself and they're so distinct characters and then, like, there's fight scenes between him and, and like, whoever the fuck choreographed that shit, like, good on you. Who edited it? Like, that's, that's no what idea, I'm talking about. That's a fucking to testament be, to the editor. Yeah. I was pretty bummed with how shitty Capone was. Um, oh, so upset. Dude, that was like, my biggest disappointment Like, talk quarantine. about this guy's range. Venom, Mad Max, like he was in Dunkirk, would, oh, he was in Jesus. The Revenant. He was in. Dunkirk. I, I think that. All right, so I think that his role in Mad Max was pretty negligible. I didn't think he was fucking that amazing. Well, it wasn't but his movie. He was the vehicle that's what, for was the. He movie. was the vehicle. He was the market. They marketed Tom Hardy, even though it was a fucking. Uh, who who who's the first? <laughs> well, they didn't market that to me. I was there for Charlize. I was gonna say that's a Charlize <laughs> Theron story. But like get, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. So good. Tom Hardy kills it in that movie. No, Very underrated either. performance. And have Very you, underrated. Have you seen the drop? With him and Numi uh, Rapacy, I think is her yes. name, James no, Gandolfini. Yes. Tom Hardy's really, really good Very in that movie. That like movie. Tom Hardy doesn't necessarily have all the box office flash, but he is doing honestly. His body I, of work is pretty great. If I were to compare him to any other actor working today, and I think this is a very nice comparison, I would compare him to Shia. Those guys don't give a fuck. They are doing. He certainly does not. They are doing whatever they want. And Tom Hardy is the only. The only difference is that Tom Hardy is in the NBA position to have had Christopher Nolan give him box office hit after box office hit. He's gorgeous so that too. Now, I was going to say he's a heartthrob. He, he certainly is a heartthrob. I, I guess. He is, he's, yeah. an, he's an English, you know, uh, sex fucking symbol. I guess. I mean, maybe. I think. Now, Andrew, have you seen Bronson? Fuck that. Oh, I no, I haven't seen Bronson. Yo, did you just fucking say you hated it? I did, but we've talked about this before. I just, maybe it was the wrong time, wrong place, like wrong mindset. You know who? I did not like it. Bronson is probably like an example of how fucking mad Tom Hardy can be and how fucking huge he can get. Like, yeah, I, he was big. Yeah, I, I, I think he was like, he was like main age. status. He's yeah. huge. And I thought that was like one of those things where you really see like how he can tap into a character's brain, especially because he did, uh, I think it was rock and roll right before. I don't know if you ever saw He's in that too with Gerard Butler and yeah. Andrew Elba. Yeah. That's a great fucking movie. Fucking awesome movie. And he was handsome Bob and he was like this scrawny little shit. Yeah. And then he gets fucking huge, huge for Bronson. And that's the thing too about him. All of this is in the last 13 years. Yeah. He, you know, yeah, like he hasn't been around been, long at all. For, I think so like where Tom Hardy's career is projected to land, I think it's going to be super respectable if his, if people look at him kind of the way they look at Edward Norton, you know, like, huh. Oh no, take that back because people aren't looking at Edward Norton in good light these days. In fact, I would be no, the crusader against. No, Edward I mean, Norton. I mean his movies. I mean like Edward, Edward Norton's roles in all of his movies are pretty fantastic. Yeah. Ooh, he's been in a I lot of really good movies. And I don't know. I'm really turned selective. off by motherless he's, Brooklyn. 
I'm really did turned off. Did he direct that? He directed yeah. and acted in it. He was trying to like. Did you see it though? Uh, I did. I, I'm, I'm. 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 No. No. I didn't see. Oh, it. Oh, dude. Fuck you. Then. We're right, not even having right, that right, conversation. Let's not have that conversation. <laughs> you, you literally. You just brought up a point that you had no facts. Behind. I'm sorry. It just pisses me off because why the does whole, it piss you off? It pisses me off because this whole marketing thing was like, uh, like, like. Was it the Rogan podcast? Was it the that Rogan podcast that pissed you off? I bet it was. It was part of it. It was part of it. Here's the thing, though. Like, through that podcast, he clearly Just wanted, wanted to advertise Motherless Brooklyn. He no. It, this is what bothers me is that he's not being true to himself. He's a good actor. What the fuck he's, do you know about Edward Norton? <laughs> I all right. You're all making valid points, but we're half. We're more than halfway through this bottle of gin. Let me just get this out unencumbered by your stupid commentary, fuckers. Listen, Edward Norton. You can tell he is a great actor, and he is so yeah. good at being himself when he's being directed by people. But here's the thing with Edward Norton. Through that podcast, I kept hearing him say, "Well, I want to be Fincher. I want to be like an auteur. I want to be taken seriously in this craft that I have no bearings on." And what I heard with his motherless Brooklyn was he pretty much and like kudos to him but like he called in all of these favors to make the subpar period piece movie that really has no place in today's day and age like why Matthew, do we need you haven't seen it i guess and what do you want him to say i yeah. want him to act i don't want but him that's what i mean if he's trying to make it as something do you want him to compare himself to Say that he aspires to be some shitty B actor. Like he B wants to be some of the one director? of the best of the best. That's man. what I mean. He's he's taking he's attributing a director who he's worked with before as and saying loves. I'm inspired by him and want to be like him. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna okay. hold that against him because it's because of the way that he talks about you're right. himself. I'm being a dick. You're right. You're I'm, being a dick. Right I, now, I'm being you're a dick. I'm being a dick. I don't stockade. even think you're being a dick. I just think that I that, just haven't thought it through. I think it was sorry, so out of line to be like. People are looking <laughs> sourly on Edward Norton right now. And when I you'll fight the crusade. When literally it. people is just you and, you and you have nothing to support it. Like, All right, hold on. Let me go to the IMDb. Let me refresh my memory. Let me just uh, run you through. Starting with Primal Fear. Yeah, start with fucking Primal Fear and then work your way through American History X and then 25th Hour and then Primal Death to Fear. Fight that was Club. his second fight. movie. That's what I mean. No, I'm going to start after Rounders. Rounders was Rounders still is great. fantastic. Yeah. And that's what Rounders I'm saying. Awesome. I, okay, really. Okay, oh, my, here's a question. My Why? problem comes with him after the 25th hour. And what the, happened then? Because the Italian job. What was wrong? Uh, I hated his goatee. In Thank the you. Job. The Italian job after the sunset. The Italian job did pretty good in the box office, though. Yeah, I Mark. didn't. I thought, but, oh, even, no, but even still, no. but even still, you can't, Charlize, like, you can't hold it against Donald Edward, Sutherland. Edward Norton picked a, that's a good career choice. Yeah, I don't know if it's he had a Italian jobs, it, The Italian job's a remake. I don't know if he had a say it in is. it though. I really remember having, I really do. The I remember, I remember listening to an interview with Edward Norton. I, I'll look this up for the next one, but I remember listening to an interview. It wasn't Joe Rogan, you fucker. So you just <laughs> lost even more credibility then if you said it wasn't his choice. Hold on, You wait, picked wait, wait, the movie you wait. didn't like that wasn't Andrew, his Andrew, choice Andrew, to Andrew, be let's, let's give him more rope. Come thank on. you. Give me some more rope to hang you with. I remember he no he had like he had held out his contract hoping for a different role and because of that contract he was forced into the Italian job so you don't what you don't like about Edward Norton is that he aspires to be better that's literally what I'm summing up in I would add to that I would add I don't like that he aspires to be better and then doesn't get better but wait it's not I, oh. He held He's out. He's not learning from his mistakes. He held what, out for something. What are his else. mistakes, though? Yeah, give me another example. Yeah, give me some more mistakes. All right, please tell me. 
if you know these movies, because if you, well, fuck no. If one of them is Death in the Valley, I know that fucking movie. No, I love Death in the Valley. I love Birdman. I love, I hate Grand Budapest. You love Moonrise. (laughs) But even still, Grand Budapest Hotel did really well. Moonrise fucking hate Grand Budapest. Grand Budapest is amazing. Budapest sucks. Fuck yourself. And you love Moonrise Kingdom. I love Moonrise Kingdom. Just as amazing. I, I only, but like, here's the thing. I really hate Moonrise Kingdom because of, uh, I hate Wes Anderson. I love Moonrise Kingdom I don't know because why. It's, a, it's a great coming of age story. It's about, you know, two I just kids, don't know why you hate Wes Anderson. But and, you understand that by, by keep, you keep putting your foot in your mouth. I do. You lose, you lose more and more credibility with each statement that it's you gin. make. I'm not used to drinking gin. I'm a brown, I'm a brown uh, wait, 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 liquor wait. kind of guy. This then, all goes back to my point that I said when Tom Hardy's career, when Tom Hardy gets to the age of 50 something years old, if the choices he's made artistically are looked at as fondly as Edward Norton's, which like I said, his types of roles, different characters, but his types of roles and his type of movie selection, I think they're going to be looked upon pretty fondly. And I think they are looked upon fondly. I think people look at Edward Norton as a favorite. I think people really like Edward Norton. And I, people okay, like to work I, with I, him, let, too. I, let, me, let me say this. I am a huge fan of actors and directors that age gracefully. I don't think uh, that Edward Norton's age, aging gracefully. But you still he's, can't give us a reason. He's <laughs> grabbing onto a career that he's not meant to have. So you're what? you're holding it against him that now that his acting career, you know has what? Taken I'm just gonna watch Motherless Brooklyn, and then next week <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fine. give you a review of that. Yeah, you know what? Let's watch Motherless that. Brooklyn for next. He's gonna week. start. Next Let's what? No, no, yeah. that's what we're doing. We're watching Motherless Brooklyn for next. I'm week's totally episode. cool with that. We're, no, you're not because we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start next week's podcast. Matthew's gonna start this with. So I'm really glad that we picked Motherless Brooklyn. <laughs> no, no he's gonna, it opened no. my eyes to what Edward Norton can do visually. No, what's gonna happen? What's really gonna happen is we're gonna start pouring drinks. Me and you are gonna stars like oh hey we're here today on ben drinking ben watching we did motherless brooklyn uh, it, you know a wonderful story about a man with Tourette's who goes and tries to solve a crime and the whole time matt's gonna have his fucking head in his hands and here's the thing i'm gonna tell you why that no way on the actual no broadcast way. i'm gonna tell you why we're not doing motherless brooklyn right now no because, we are doing mother- no <laughs> i'm gonna tell you why we're no, not we're because not. we're putting eight mo- eight podcasts on when we first release and these, one of them and is one not of them gonna, is gonna, be not gonna be motherless brooklyn, brooklyn. Right, not because of anything that it's done wrong but because no one's fucking heard of it. Nobody cares. <laughs> exactly. Nobody cares. Well, listen, here's I blame thing. COVID for why motherless Brooklyn doesn't have any legs. Don't blame COVID. I am. Don't. I'm going to blame COVID. No, hold on. You heard I it got here. really excited when I saw the poster for motherless Brooklyn and I, it was 2019. You can't blame it. That's when it was made. It came out in 2020. No, it came out in no. 2019. You it, showed. Yeah. It was a poster when we saw the lighthouse. Yeah. Seriously. We ass. saw the poster when we saw, when the was lighthouse, it released? Which we haven't um, looking for about. it. Now. Oh shit. Brother. What? I, uh, you know, all right. I got November first, two thousand nineteen. Fucker. Where? In the U.S. It wasn't released in all theaters, though. It was li- released in the U.S. on November twenty, uh, November first, two thousand nineteen. So suck it. I don't believe you. Eat your own dick. <laughs> hey, should we have a uh, a top ten list of best supporting actors? Oh yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I can't even to. get through the three. We couldn't even get our three list today. Never well, mind. because would, you know, whoa. I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, like, why is uh, Willem Dafoe not on that list? And I was like, because Willem Dafoe does not have that much of a big lead. He's, he's not, not a, a lead huge actor. lead, but he is an amazing guy to see on screen. Every anywhere time he shows he's up. there. Every and time, he, even in fucking Spider Man, kind of like Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Spider Man, dude, kind of like Joel Edgerton. Joel yeah. Edgerton, sure, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's been more of a lead than a support, I think. And not a great lead, and maybe he is better as a support. I think he's just better as a support. That's yeah, maybe like... you're right. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, 
He was. Uh, I need to uh, bone up on my uh, Joel Egerton knowledge. I don't it's been know a really. lot. You worked with him. He has. I did. I guess he did. I worked <laughs> on him with Black Mass. Yeah, I worked. I worked on Black Mass. With Plus, him. dude, you know, um, you know, oh who's, my god, Great Gatsby, Boy Erased. You know who's the one actor the I left off my He's list? Like a B list. You know who, Josh Brolin. I want to. I want to yeah. touch on my list a little bit. I'm upset. Yeah, you touch on your I'm list. upset. He was in Zero my, Dark Thirty. I'm upset with myself that Sean Penn didn't make it on one of my lists. Which one? On uh, any of personal? them. I'm just upset that he didn't make it on any of them. Well, I mean, you do have the choice to change that. I do, but I'm <laughs> Is not. Is that my daughter in there? And I'm going to tell you why. Because I River. love Mystic River. Mystic River, dude. He killed it. And I know we already shouted out Nikki Gettle, but I'm going to shout her out again. Mystic River for no, Nikki No, no, Gettle. no, no, no. Not even just that. Well, Mystic River led to it, but she and I shared this passion for Gangster Squad. Yes, you even did. though it kind that was of a weird it, obsession, weird obsession, but I really Josh dug Brolin the cast. So Josh Brolin, Emma, I, I was a big Emma Stone fan. Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling yep. Yeah. And even like Robert Patrick was in it. Anthony Mackie's in it. Michael yep. Pena's in it. Like, oh, wasn't uh, who's the skinny guy that's an American gangster? He's in so many movies. Um, skinny guy in American Gangster. Uh, and Peanut Butter Falcon. He played the villain. He's such a good actor. He was in that too, wasn't he? Fuck, this is going to piss me off. He's one of my favorite actors. I have no idea who you're talking about. Um, when I say it, you'll know. Keep going, Andrew. I'm sorry. Um, that, that's done. it. Dude, I'm just going to get this. Let me let He's me just get done. this so that you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's tall, skinny guy, Josh Brolin, televised. John Hawks. John Hawks. <gasps> He's John not Hawks in is... Gangster Squad. He's not? No. I thought he was one of like the, the no. sidekicks who was like- Giovanni on... Rabisi is. It was Giovanni. Giovanni. Oh, Giovanni. Giovanni. He would Man, easily where be he on, go? He would easily be on a supporting he character. Would. Easily. You know what's gonna happen? Giovanni's gonna lead an A24 movie. He'd be yeah, right up there with, he should. Um, with Ice Cube. With Ice Cube. <laughs> oh my god. He gets Suzanne. Suzanne, I got this. I got this. And Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood Cuba. is an amazing movie. Wait, Wait a movie. minute. Where does Cuba sit in your yeah. ranking? Because he's so good. Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yeah. yeah. Man. Well, My what other Cuba what? do you know? Just like in general. Like, if you, like, would you put him top 50? Top no, because of his last like 15 years. American Gangster was in the last top 15. OJ? I know, that's 13. He was OJ. Yeah, but that's a TV show. Parameters. No, that no, dude. I, and I also didn't really like it. Uh, We're broadening the parameters, uh, dude. Anything with fucking didn't Ross, and he is the worst <laughs> part of American. Wait Gangster. a minute, did you say anything with Ross? No, I think he was really good. No, I when think Denzel confronts him the club about think, cutting his stuff, he's like, "You can, you can call it dog shit for all I care." He's like, "Frank, you come up and my," and he like fucking knocks it. I, I just thought it was such a good scene. I think that he, like I would argue he stole that movie. I think under he our gets parameters. I think he gets him. Embarrassed by Denzel in that movie, but like you feel it. No, you feel it. Idris Elba steals American Gangster. Oh, uh, can we watch American Gangster for next week? I kind of want to watch something with Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Okay. Yeah, I would argue American oh, Gangster. He, he's week. sick. Oh, Actually, what else is Idris in? Uh, Prom Night. Is he the I'm guy that just passed? Night, Wait, did he just pass? If, here's this. Here's this. No, I'll watch Prom Night for next week if we do a double feature and watch Cry Wolf. Oh, never mind. Off, I don't dude. care not, about yeah, problem. Yeah. Like that <laughs> you guys are such squares. <laughs> squares? You're a square. You're a square. Cool. All right. So. We oh, could, he was in we, Hobbs and Shaw. We could watch Hobbs Cats. Hobbs and Shaw. We could watch Cats with Idris Elba. I think I'd rather just no. carry on living my life. I'm not going to fucking watch Cats. We is could that watch, uh, Forgetting Ceremony? Forgetting Ceremony. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just watched that the other day. That's that is That movie. still holds oh, yeah, up. That uh, still holds uh, up. I lost a shoe. It's like this shoe. It's not exactly Should this evil twin, but it's like guys, this. It's like this shoe's fellow. I think we're ready to watch Wolf of Wall Street. No, you think we're ready? I don't think we're ready. No, 
Because you've got infinitely. I know you want to. Yeah, you've got such a leg up on us. I think we're ready. No, we're <laughs> not ready. Just the tip. <laughs> you have to have sex or, with her, Jordan. Ouch, ouch, you're on my to. hair. You or ouch, to. ouch, ouch, you're on my hair. <laughs> um, no, man, I'm going to. Oh, he was in 20. Oh, not 28 days later, 28 weeks later. Um, yeah, man, I, I nominate American Gangster for next week. Either that or I was talking to Ace about this. I want to get you to watch a Western or I want to get you to watch a sci-fi. What and haven't I, we done yet? And I think that's what we should do next week. We should either do a Western, a sci-fi or American gangster or a cartoon. No we black haven't done white. a cartoon yet. What do you want to do? Beavis and butthead do America. That's a good one. Or the South park musical. <laughs> now hit yourself. <laughs> South Again. park. Are we talking like an adult con- eight, eight cartoon crazy or like a, the, no parameters so far. We could do the South Park movie, South Team Park America, movie, World Team Police. America. We could even do a Disney movie, like depending on Disney. where you want to go with this. I'd be down to watch The Lion King. Love The Lion King. Oh, dude, we should fucking watch Hocus Pocus soon. Hocus. Oh no, this we is the time of the season. We watch that in October. October. Yeah, we'll October. watch that in October. We're getting close. We're getting I'm close. thinking. Close. I'm like already thinking it's October. Well, like. do we do? Do we do some kind of a Halloween theme? Maybe we do the entire month of October. We just do, you know, like maybe we Horrors can do different. Maybe we can do different levels of horror. So yeah. like a slasher film, oh. uh, an exorcist. We can even film. do like the Babysitter, that movie on Netflix. That's like a. That's like kind of like a shtick with, uh, with Jonah. No, 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 no. The Babysitter is because <laughs> that's a horror movie. movie. It's like a horror comedy. Okay. Uh, Look into it. Can we do Krampus or is that a Christmas movie? That's a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's like Nightmare Before Christmas. It's like Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, see, I would say the Nightmare Before Christmas is, I'd say it's a Halloween movie. No, it's a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie. I do. I think it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, dude. 50% of it is Christmas. It's transitioning from Halloween. 50% of it's Halloween, asshole. No, it's transitioning into Christmas. It transitions into Christmas the whole time. He envies Santa Claus because he's more relevant than fucking Halloween. Fuck yourself. It's a Christmas movie, dog. It's, he's essentially the dead fucking Grinch, but he's he's like the anti-Grinch, and then right. he becomes the Grinch, and then he becomes this? not the Grinch How again. This? How about this? So when are, when are we meeting again? I don't know. I don't know if we should be recording when we're meeting again. I don't know if this should be included in the podcast. Well, no. What I'm when do you guys want us to meet again? <laughs> no, no, no. Here's, here's what I'm thinking, though. I think that our next episode, we should gear towards the Halloween season. So I say the next week, uh, one of us needs to come up with our list of three yeah, because that'll be probably the last one made before before site goes up right october yes would you say psycho where site. the site oh, goes site. up site goes up yeah, yeah and yeah. that'll be october 1st to yeah. get ready for halloween so yeah so i say that we do halloween episodes but i say the next episode when we get together we should have a list of what we want to watch so you bring your list i'll bring my list you bring your list i'm gonna like, bring some guns and some guys we're gonna bring some, some guns, guns and some guys, guys. Yeah, but make a parameters. fucking list i will this time i didn't i wasn't prepared dude i had a long day i had a long day. what about the week leading up to it i had a long week i went to new hampshire it's crazy um, what should we do next week? I think we should either watch a Western, some sort of sci-fi that's palpable for Does you. Does Django count? No, it doesn't. I mean, we I talked would, about I this. Say, yeah, I but. do not think Django counts because you've seen it. You're familiar with it. It's an easy one. I want you to be exposed to something that you haven't seen and wouldn't usually try. Like what? We had discussed either Tombstone or Unforgiven, the Clint Eastwood movie with Richard I think Harris. Those, I think those two would sit with you. Have you seen either of them? You haven't. Oh, they're they're shit. both, dude. You're you're a commercial guy, like more or less. You do like the avant-garde films, but you like movies with big actors, big budgets. That's your wheelhouse. If you want to see, coin a, for either of those, two. I would flip a coin for Tombstone or Unforgiven, or we could. I'm venture, more familiar with Unforgiven, so let's watch that. You want to do Unforgiven? Yeah. All right. 
One of your actors is in it, so this is perfect. I know, that's why I said it. Though. All right, so next week, we're going to do Unforgiven. And I love Gene Hackman. And when we get here, <laughs> we need to have our list for the Halloween season, and we, uh, Ace, you and I should flip a coin. So we're doing list by week? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Uh, let me get a coin. Wait, wait, wait. We'll figure out right now who's going to go. Uh, While you're up there, why don't you get some guns and some guys? Guns and guys. Set the parameters. Why don't you set the parameters up there while you're up there, you know? Set the parameters up there. You know? All right, everybody on air. Here we go. Uh, Ace, call it in the air. Heads. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> for, those, for those of you who don't know, it was there's a ceiling heads. fan right above us, and he just flipped it whoop, like within the fan. <laughs> Did he just say funky butt-lovets? <laughs> Dude, have you guys seen Rookie of the Year? Did he just say cock stain? <laughs> Rookie the fuck of the Year. He hits the doctor's nose, and he goes, funky butt-lovets! And the kid in the background, he's a big fat kid, he goes, Did he just say funky butt-lovets? <laughs> All right, let's try it again. Yeah, that was a sick reference. Heads. On the palm? You didn't even do it on the back of the hand? I don't... Do you want me to do it again? It's I heads. Don't I, I don't want... I don't flip coins. I don't flip coins. <laughs> I'm just surprised. What an asshole. <laughs> Dude, fuck you. And fuck you. You guys have been teaming up on me all fucking night, and I, I blame it on the you gin. You make it so easy I blame it on the gin. your takes. <laughs> it's your takes I that really make do. it... I blame it on the gin. I or, fucking don't Remember when gin. Matthew was like, how fucking shitty is motherless Brooklyn? <laughs> He's never even seen the trailer. For Marlowe's Brooklyn, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, my name is Alex Camano. I have been drinking and I have been watching. I'm Matthew Belts and I am drunk. <laughs> I'm Rogan and I'm sober. You know, so. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, stay tuned for next week. We're gonna do. Wait a minute, uh, who's making the list? <laughs> you you I, fuck. We do this every week. Well, you we have, a, we have a huge cliffhanger that everybody's gonna be like, wait. So what what exactly are the parameters for who steals a movie? And then eight episodes in, they're going to be like, I still don't know who can steal a fucking movie. And this is why they're going to keep coming back. They're like, I'm on week 16 and I still don't know who can steal a movie. Andrew, you're messing with the marketing, man. (laughs) All right. So no, I'll come up with the list for next week. All right. So Ace is coming up with the list for next week and we're going to watch Unforgiven. So stay tuned. It's going to be great. This has been Ben Drinking, Ben Watching. Peace. Cheers, folks. Good night. Thank you.